Today's gonna get real nostalgic because this this series of TV and movie really really hit home with me. Kind of <laughs> like that kind of like that Jurassic World episode. It was, it was. Were you more into Power Rangers or dinosaurs? Oh, or, Gun to your or, head. or race cars? I would probably. It was probably race cars. No, I think it was probably dinosaurs. You think? Yeah. That probably started earlier than the others, right? Dinosaurs probably did, yeah. Race cars was big because I was a big fan of Days of Thunder. With when did you first see Days of Thunder? <laughs> when I was little, I watched it like multiple days a week. That's, really? that's my thirty-six-year-old brother's favorite movie. <laughs> I saw that for the first time like late last year Gold with trickle, your mom. Maybe, yeah, yeah. No, I watched it all the time. I didn't know Days you were Thunder watching and, Days of Thunder as like a five-year-old and an kid. avid collector of Hot Wheels. But I remember that this is a top three thing as a kid: dinosaurs, Power Rangers, of course. Oh yeah, Power Rangers. That's our movie, <laughs> Power Rangers. And uh, oh, we're not Race we're not doing Days of Thunder. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> we are not doing Days of Thunder. Sorry, Fuck. guys. Um, all right. Um, you all know me. I'm Brandon, co-host. Y'all know me. I'm other Brandon. <laughs> yeah, Lucas, as some people call him. Other people call him other Brandon. That's right. And this other voice you've been hearing so far is our guest star today, my cousin, Eric. G-Jet Yetmanson. <laughs> Hello. Um, this is going to be a good podcast, I think, because we've got a lot of a lot of movie firepower on this couch here. You guys are all pretty big, pretty big film buffs. Pretty big film buffs. <laughs> Me, the non- Dare I say cinephiles? Non-film major person, but still oh, Jesus. crazy into it. <laughs> Lucas, we've already talked about in, what did we talk about? Was it in Star Wars? I think it was Liar Liar Vampire. Did we? I way don't think we brought when. it up way back when. Oh. Well, <laughs> we, 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 we all, talked about it. Y'all know my story. English degree, film option. Yes. And Eric here has a history in film. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's technically my degree. It is technically <laughs> your degree. and I'm a Bozeman a, film student. And a, and a profession for a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. <laughs> uh, do you want me to talk about that? Oh, please. Okay, yes. Spill your guts. So I graduate, and then, of course, probably like most film students are just like okay yay i have a film degree now what how am i going to use this and so i'm searching indeed.com in my underwear at 11 a.m because i sleep in every day and i find this job that says cinema and bozeman and i think <laughs> what so i write up a purple prose cover letter and i hear from them in the next few days you hear from them in 18 minutes pretty much i'm like you know, I get a phone call when I'm at Staples. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm leaving this job. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, it, when it wasn't anything special. I mean, it was cool. I enjoyed it a lot. It was it was cool to have a desk job where I was able to read and write about movies. You know, if anything, that is what I did every day. So that that's nothing to laugh at. Um, and I'm very thankful for the experience. But it's not like anybody was ever reading any of the stuff that we would were, put out. Or... You, were, you were technically a yeah. film critic, but a low level I was one. a film critic for myself, and I was throwing these <laughs> these things that I would spend a long time articulating just into the void. 
You know, I'm like, nobody's, <laughs> no one's reading this. Except for, like, maybe my mom. But... And I then read we, a and couple. Then, and then we started doing... Well, thank you. And then we started doing a podcast there. So I am slightly experienced in in the field of talking about movies. In, in film a, in and podcast. podcast and film podcasts. Sure. That checks all our boxes. Yeah. That's more qualified than every guest star we've had. <laughs> Liz didn't well, even... Well, I guess wa- if you put it that way. Liz didn't even watch movies. <laughs> Marina no, yeah. barely watches movies. Yeah, I've seen a few. Yeah, yeah a couple in your yeah, day. Yeah. And one of them is Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, <laughs> the movie. Came out in 1995. My birth year. I was it one is. year old. You were one, and I wasn't even, even born, born yet, yet, little baby. I was I was a little baby, yeah. But You were probably already just like into Power Rangers, though. <laughs> in the womb? Yeah, something in you was just, you were born destined to fall for power rangers my first words were i'll be red <laughs> <laughs> it's morphin time um <laughs> so many zingers i forgot that i wanted to give we we had brought this up in the movie 43 episode that we were going to be revealing the results of our star wars um questions and polls <laughs> so let me bring that up real quick because and put power the rangers result, on hold the results put, of the senate result the, <laughs> the senate voting results. i am the senate yes um so, my you guys poll... like big prequel meme people? Big what? Prequel meme people? Not really. Not really. Because that's like where all of this stems from. <laughs> oh, never mind then. Um, my poll for you guys was, is Jar Jar Binks a Sith Lord? Our options were obviously, or Misa no Tinkso. <laughs> and it looks like 57%, so barely on the side of pro, obviously he's a Sith Lord. Hmm. <laughs> Eric, you're a huge <laughs> Star Wars fan. Probably the biggest I, I was. Know. I mean, I still am. But, um, well, I know the whole Jar Jar Binks Sith Lord, that's, like, been a thing, a big joke for several years now. I think it's a funny theory. You know, the prequel fans are very great at finding evidence for any any little possible theory. So, sure, I'll get behind it. Okay. Oh, dang, I really wanted you to say Misa no thinks so. <laughs> I'm... The only reason I'm saying he is is so I don't have to say that. <laughs> and um, I will not say that. I put out a Q&A for you guys of just which one is your favorite. So we have a couple answers. One, um, some of these have names attached to them by Lady What did Tiny. your mom say? She hates Star Wars. She said just Empire Strikes That is back. not her favorite. She's a liar. <laughs> She's totally a liar. <laughs> you're going to listen to this and you're a liar. You hate Star Wars. Um, Lady Titan Daisy. I thought it was Lady Tit and Daisy, but it's Lady Titan Daisy. Says favorite. I hardly know her. Thanks. Uh, I wonder who that is. Um, we've got has to be Empire Strikes Back, but I'm a sucker for Rogue One. I think Empire Strikes Back is my favorite, but The Last Jedi might be second. One says definitely the second, or whichever one the general knowing fighting mecha spider dude so <laughs> revenge of the sith that's the third one yes so the sixth one they don't know what they're not and the last one is the one that ends this terrible series that i mean they're gonna make them for the rest of yeah time. i was gonna say so tech- I'm, i hate to break it to you but your favorite will never be made <laughs> no but Gate of it should have been the rise of skywalker so technically her answer as of now is the rise of Skywalker, but just because it should have, I mean, it put it in the ground. But it will go on for forever. Oh, of course. 
Because it's Star Wars, and we talked. About yeah, we've it. already got like three or four live action Disney Plus series announced. It's like, oh, yeah, gosh. Bad Batch, Mandalorian. There's it. just a new one. The that Book came. of Boba Fett. Yeah, premiering this December. <laughs> and then we have the Ahsoka live action series, and then we have the. There's like there's more. so many. It's a little saturated. Completely predict. I mean, it, we all saturated? saw this happening. Yeah. But this was always my argument against the Marvel movies, which no. I know, which I know Eric's oh, yeah. a big fan of. But that was always I'm my. Not... Whoa! Of the Marvel movies, <laughs> whoa, were you not? Whoa! We need to back up there. <laughs> oh, it's been okay. a while, I guess. So, is this okay if we tangent onto oh, the MCU sure. for a little yeah. bit? Okay. So I remember in 2008 when Iron Man came out, I was a big fan of that movie. I thought it was, you know, I thought it was really fun, and I liked Robert Downey Jr. The it's first not... Avengers. No, the Iron Man oh, one, Iron like Man. the okay. first MCU movie. Oh, the um, first Iron Man's amazing. But it's not like I was ever... I was really into Spider-Man mm-hmm. and Batman and a little bit of Superman, but it's not like I was a big comics fan, comics kid growing up. Um, but I kept up with the Marvel movies, but probably around the time the second Avengers came out, which was, I think, 2014, yeah, I was like, okay... Um, I, get I feel like I feel like every movie that comes out is going to be more or less like this, but I would still see them because you know I had friends who were like way more in it, way more into it than I was. I'm um, and you know if you see them all, some are bound to be better than others. So there were there were some where I was like that was better than I was expecting, mm-hmm. but I was the last one I was like actively anticipating was probably like the. F- when they rebooted Spider-Man for the third time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, top Marvel movie and bottom ones, you think, during this kind of Avengers realm? My fa- Like, my favorite? Yeah. Some of your favorites, uh, some of your least? I, I'm Honestly, I'm a big fan of the second Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I was going to say the first Guardians of the Galaxy is I like the first top. one a lot, too. The second one, I don't know, there's just something about it. It's just like a giant $300 million budget family therapy movie yondu like i don't know it i i bought into it yeah i was like at least james gunn's going for the heartstrings mm-hmm. you know all the others just i don't know what about a bottom tier one uh i don't know the the go-to answers are gonna be like thor 2 or you know iron or iron man 2 not, i don't even remember the ragnarok no that's a good one a lot of people like that one i thought it was fine um yeah, Taika Waititi. I just yeah, I, Taika Waititi. I just never had a lot of attachment to any of them, really. Mm-hmm. Like even the ones I liked a lot, it's not like I would ever bring them up when I'm talking about my favorite movies or anything. Yeah. It's just like, as far as Marvel movie goes, Marvel movies go. That's <laughs> all right. They're usually slightly above average films that'll bring in a lot of money. Well, they've got a formula. Yep, you know and it, it works. works. <laughs> Star Wars. There we and go. And saturation. Yeah. Well, speaking of MCU... It's like the Disney model. The MMCU, the Mighty Morphin. Oh, I don't know. Comic I'm, universe. I, I feel like the Power Rangers universe <laughs> puts the MCU to shame, <laughs> just quantity-wise. Yeah, honestly, there's so much You can't too. hold a candle to these Power Rangers. Well, at 11 minutes in, we watched <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, is its a specific title. Oh, that a came big deal. Out, that came out in 1995, not 2017's Saban's <laughs> Power Rangers. Because a lot of people saw that, and that's yeah. probably what they think we're talking about. I saw it in theaters, like, yeah, the second you did. week. It probably brought you to tears, didn't it? It did. <laughs> I did cry when I saw each of them walk out in their suits. Because that one's more of an origin story And that's movie. why they can keep doing this stuff. That's why they keep getting away with it. 
you nostalgia people. You're yeah. gonna buy into it. Yeah, Brandon cried at Freddy Hope, versus the, Jason. At the I did line, not cry hook, line, and sinker. You cried at Birdemic a little bit. I did not cry at Birdemic. You're a little. I cried in Jurassic World. You cried when Damian Carter was singing. What the hell made you cry in Jurassic World? When I heard. Da, 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 I cried, and then when I saw the original T Rex from the. The yeah, same T Rex that they filmed supposed to in be the, the first movie. It's supposed to be the same one, so I cried a little bit. Okay, fair enough. I've cried at things. Yeah. Well, that other people would probably laugh at. Fair <laughs> Before enough. Before we get into it, we're drinking beer and <laughs> tried to find something based on Power Rangers. So I've got us Voodoo Rangers. <laughs> That's the same word. Yeah, That's it's close got enough. one of them. It's, they are synonyms in the English language. Um, Voodoo and power. It's a new. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. I don't know. <laughs> Is it? I like mystic power, I guess. Um, it's a new Belgium Imperial IPA. On the bottle, it says a rare blend of choice hops creates an explosion of fresh cut pine and citrus flavors for a complex, rich and delicious finish. Once again, I don't like IPAs, but I am drinking it. And last <laughs> week, I said that I think IPAs taste like pine, and there it goes. It said in there hints of pine. Yeah, it's kind of a weird thing when you think about it. Like that's mentioned as like a, as a, oh as a yeah, I would think as, yeah, like something that you would look forward to. Like, <laughs> I'm, hmm, I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very excited to drink tree. <laughs> yeah, drinking trees. Well, I definitely taste the pine in this one. This, <laughs> yeah, very this episode, piney. Yeah, very crisp piney. Um, <laughs> it is nine percent per twelve fluid ounces. So this is a heavy alcoholic beer. So how many is that per twenty fluid ounces? <laughs> Why are you making? <laughs> I really his beer that's, talk was like such a big That's two thirds, so that's fifteen percent. Fifteen percent per twenty fluid ounces. Yeah. That really puts it in perspective, folks. That's why I like it. You know? Is just the alcohol content? Yeah, I'm not tasting the pine, but I know it's gonna work. I yeah, know it's gonna for do sure. its job. So I mean and after two of these, I'm not gonna taste the pine much anymore. I'm just drinking at that point. <laughs> okay. Very true. Movie time. Thirteen and a half minutes. We're killing it, guys. Our director today is Brian Spicer. Know him? Love him? Hate him? Spicer. I don't want to put you on the spot. I don't know the answer to this. In your extensive research, have you looked up any of his prior films? Yes. Okay, I love it. What What has he done? What were you going to say? I was going to say Spicer. I hardly know her. Thank you. <laughs> um, he's mostly TV. Like one okay. to two episodes Did he ever TV. do like Power Rangers episodes? Nope. He's not like a hired gun. Nope. From... He, yeah, mostly one to two episodes of TV. He's done like the X-Files. Okay. The Lone Gunman, CSI Miami, CSI Crime Scene Investigation. Ooh, CSI Veteran. Um, Cold Case. Really a lot of these. <laughs> he knows his procedurals. Bones, 24, <laughs> Prison Break. Those all came after this movie. That's yeah. why this movie had such a Did he do any feature films feel. after this? Did nope. this movie win him any like nope. prestige? Nope. Terminator, The Sarah Connor Chronicles. I can't imagine why not. Burn Notice, Heroes, Once Upon a Time. However, he did write or direct a lot of episodes for one TV series. 35 episodes oh, geez. for Hawaii Five-0. Another procedural. Yeah. Nice. I hate he, he's got he knows standard. what he's good at. He's probably making a comfortable living. Mm-hmm. He, he did He did direct two more movies. They're not high Hit end. me with them. Hit me with them. <laughs> okay, he directed the movie McHale's Navy in 1997. <laughs> yes. With a, a th- Is 40... that Jack Nicholson I saw? Um, no, no, it's way. Tom Arnold. Oh. It has <laughs> a $42 million budget and it made $4.5 million. Oh, that's pretty good, right? <laughs> and, yeah. then, and then he made For Richer and Poorer with Tim Allen and Kirstie Alley. Yes. What was that box office? That was $35 million budget, made $32.7 uh, million. Made a couple of bombs. Yeah. Did Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie turn a profit? You'll find that out. Jeez, your research is... That's amazing. <laughs> um, 
I love this. Writers today, we've got John Camps and Arnie Olsen, the dynamic duo. John Camps... As they're known. Known for three big movies. Aren't they a couple? No. That's what I found in my research. Um, I, did you no. research? Okay. Um, John Camps known for three big movies. One, fucking Zathura. I know that movie. Yeah. I watched that many times on my portable DVD player. Josh Hutcherson. Yeah. Dax Shepard. Kristen Stewart. Yeah. I mean, come on. Um... Oh yeah, that was Dax Shepard. Ghost Town. I don't know. That's no, that's a uh, Ricky Gervais. There we go. Yeah, yeah. And Premium Rush. That, I saw that movie in theaters. That Gordon Lovett. Yeah, the Bike Vice, Messenger yeah. movie with Michael Shannon. Yes. Always plays a great bad guy. <laughs> and that movie's no different. And then Arnie Olsen has done big films like Red Scorpion. Nothing on that one. <laughs> I no, I thought maybe you like, no, were saying nothing. that. Like it's like, um, he's also everybody done, knows this. Yeah, he's also done another big hit, Red Scorpion Two. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess the first one was successful. A but. Passion for Murder, Escape from Atlantis, and his biggest writing hit, All Dogs Go to Heaven Two. Oh, wow, Ooh. that's an eclectic filmography. Yeah. Everything other than that last one sounds like those Asylum production movies. Yeah, I, I wonder if he's. One of those. Affiliated. One of those, yeah. Well, yeah, those are our writers. So that's his, when he thinks of the film industry, that's what he's thinking of. And when Brian Spicer does, it's <laughs> those TV episodes of all this kind of investigative genre, as yeah, Alex Trebek would say it. Genre. As, he's, genre. Yeah, he said it weird. Um, and then a cast for this. You really won't know anybody, but we got. I mean, lifelong Power Rangers fans probably recognize these faces. Yeah, Karen Ashley, uh, John, uh, yeah. Johnny Yong Bosch, <laughs> the Black Ranger. I would never have guessed. It's <laughs> um, a great name. Steve Cardenas, David Frank, Jason David Frank, Amy Jo Johnson, David Yost. She's the Pink Ranger. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this. Nicholas Bell, who's the name of somebody that I went to high school with, but not in this <laughs> because they were born in 1996. So definitely that not would a not part work of this. out. And uh, apparently a big name, but I didn't know it. Uh, Paul Freeman. Yeah, like the, the... We're, I'm gonna look him up right now. Okay, cause... I was I was I was banking on the fact that you'd already looked up his filmography in no. your extensive research. I was hoping but... one of you guys knew because it was like apparently he was a big name. Person. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Like Freeman. when we when we queued this movie mm-hmm. up, I'm like, wait, well, it makes sense that they would get like a semi-name person. To yeah, be the big bad. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers in a top four for filmography. If in like his Wikipedia paragraph, like the first paragraph, it says best known for his role as Ivan Ooze, <laughs> yeah. then you know it's like, oh, no. I'm mind. on IMDb, so his top four filmographies are Double Team. Nope. Um, Hot Fuzz. Okay. Oh. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Who's is two. Who's he in Hot Fuzz? Uh, Reverend Philip. Okay, he's, Reverend. he's probably a bigger character. I just don't... I love that movie, but... I Mighty Morphin recall. Power Rangers in number two. And number one... Indiana Jones, Raiders <laughs> of the Lost Ark. Oh, who is what? he? He's probably like some Nazi. Beloke. I don't, I don't know, but so that I guess for that's, him. Why, that's why people know him. Yeah, this movie <clears> came out and there was the trailers and it was probably like starring Paul Freeman from starring, Raiders of the Lost yeah, Ark Beloke. fame. <laughs> starring Beloke. You remember Beloke? <laughs> well, he's back as Ivan Ooze. <laughs> and we got Beloke Johnny Young Bosch as well. <laughs> well, our plot today, if you haven't seen it, a giant egg is unearthed at a construction site and soon opened, releasing the terrible... A literal egg. Yes, just a literal a, just egg. A, just so you know. Just a really big egg. Releasing the terrible Ivan Ooze, paid by Paul Freeman. Uh, oh, you might know him as he Bologna. Played Bologna. Bologna. Yeah, he played Bologna. Yeah, in uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? And Reverend Phillips. Oh, shit. Reverend Phillips from... Uh, uh, 
Remind me. <laughs> Hot fuzz. <laughs> and um, of double team fame. Yeah, so it releases Ivanus, who wreaks vengeance on Zordon for imprisoning him millennia ago. Who's Zordon? Oh, we'll get into that, too. <laughs> With Zordon dying and their powers lost, the Power Rangers head to a distant planet to find the mystic warrior Dulcia. Dulcia. Was it Dulcia? Dulcia. I'm just going to jump in here as a as a kid who never saw. Oh yeah, I mean I saw episodes. I'm sure of you were aware Rangers. of it. You yeah. knew it was a thing. Yeah, I never dressed up like them as Halloween or anything. Oh, I dressed up as them. On yeah, Halloween. I figured it. I dressed up as like a monkey, you know, <laughs> an upside down clown one year. A monkey seemed At pretty age? controversial. You might get canceled for that. I, I was like four. You would get canceled as an upside down clown. No, I was like 13 as an upside down. It's kind of a cerebral idea. Okay, it was it was my mom's idea. Shout out Shelly, one of our one of our our listeners, our regular listeners. Yes, Um, but as a as a non Power Rangers fan, I'll just say that that plot right there with all the names that just sounds insane. Yes, that sounds like I was just imagining imagining the parents who had to take their kids to this movie, but who had no idea. Yeah, I owned it on VHS because and just getting hit left and right with. Sordon and Phabos and Dulcia yeah. and Ivan Ooze and yeah. Dr. Zed. Goldon and... and oh, yeah. Oh, it was great. I yeah, we it. each of us have, like, a different level of... Um, fandom? Of, yeah, of fandom <laughs> exposure. or just past exposure to Power Rangers with Lucas having minimal. He's a filthy casual. You mm-hmm. having a somewhat... I was kind of on the outside. I experienced it vicariously through you. Through me. And, and then, then fell into it genuinely on my own a little later. And then me, the diehard fan as a kid. Lifelong. Yeah. There's a home video. <laughs> to the point where the 2017 Power Rangers brought you to tears. <laughs> yes. So. It, it impacted me. Um, there's a home video of me like standing on my parents' bed, jumping, and just pretending, go, go, Power Rangers! <laughs> have you ever Power thought about like Rangers. the person you were or who you could remember being as a kid and maybe why it struck such a chord? What was Power it about Rangers? Power Rangers no that clue. just... That just got you no clue why why the fuck was i in love with cold <laughs> trickle i don't know what that is nope, days, days of, thunder. of thunder oh the the three movies i remember watching the most as a kid aside from like sesame street i can't or something. believe i never knew you were a, such a huge days of thunder and, fan as a single yeah, digit age kid yeah aside from like <laughs> sing yourself silly from ages one to five my three favorite movies were probably days of thunder number one you were watching that alone when you were one yes number okay. two titanic hey i'm right there with you and number three top gun okay i also saw that for Two the first Tom time Cruise. way later with your family top gun is also in my top three for childhood movies really along with the disney uh davy crockett defends the alamo <laughs> oh i watched that thing on repeat when you said disney i immediately <laughs> jumped to the a christmas carol where like mickey is like super uh, oh i know that one yes yeah. what's that famous story called because that's like a christmas a, carol a christmas carol no, oh, I'm thinking of a different Christmas. The Ebenezer Scrooge one. No, I'm thinking of the one that's like a what's it called? Anthology with like different stories, mm-hmm. and there's like the the, the gift of the the Bible. <laughs> no, the one yeah, where I think like he, he gives her a thing for her necklace, but she sells her necklace to give him a thing for his thing, but he got rid of that to get her her thing. I don't know. The gift no, of the cool. something. Yes, you, you the know what it is. The gift of the magi? Said. Yes, that's oh. what it is. I, I didn't know what that was. You pulled that out of your yeah. ass. I did know that was a phrase. I never... <laughs> that's that classic story. Oh. Like, he loves his watch, but he, the cl- his string is broken. I do know broken. the story, yes. yeah. The classic story is that the boy was born without a father, right? As they usually are. Yes. <laughs> and then he came out, and then he... <laughs> and then he grew up to be the White Power Ranger. <laughs> Tommy. White Power? What? 
The White Power. <laughs> the White Power Ranger. Uh, Tommy. Yeah, that's... A great character. Who we resembled as a Christ-like figure. He was. We'll probably get into yeah, this. It was very metaphorical. A virgin birth. So, <laughs> after this diversion, a little history on Power Rangers. Power Rangers is quite extensive, actually. Dude, it's, that lore runs deep. Um, so here's what I got. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers The Movie is a 1995 American superhero film. First Power Rangers entry, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, debuted on August 28th, 1993. So this didn't come out long after the television series started. Because it's so good, it took off instantly. Yep. And this helped launch the Fox Kids programming block of the 90s. Grew up with Fox Kids. Yeah, during which it catapulted into popular culture, along with a line of action figures and toys by... Bandai? Bandai? Bandai. Bandai. Thank you. Each series revolves... Bandai! (laughs) And and thank you for that. You're welcome. Um, That was Lucas. Each series revolves around a team of youths recruited and trained... Just call them teens. Yeah. Recruited and trained by a mentor to morph into eponymous Power Rangers, able to use special powers and pilot immense assault machines called Zords to overcome periodic antagonists. Real quick. Teens... (laughs) That are recruited to power and pilot immense assault machines? <laughs> of course. Yeah. This sounds like fucking, It's every teen's fantasy, this right? This sounds like a fucking genocide in Uganda. No, they're fighting demons and <laughs> monsters and stuff. A little bit a little bit of child army. I see what yeah, you're saying. I, yeah. <laughs> um, this anyway. is more innocent time. This was 93. Come on. Yeah. Well, when morphed, um, the rangers become powerful superheroes, wearing color-coded skin-tight spandex suits and helmets with opaque visors, identical except in the individual's ranges, ranger's color, helmet design, and minor styling such as incorporating a skirt or weapons or um, power beams. This extensive summary is doing nothing for people <laughs> inexperienced like, like, exactly. power rangers. What are you talking about right now? As soon as you say, say like, morphed. Yeah, it's like you know, morphed. And yeah, they're like, when they're morphed. What? Yeah, they're they're just normal teens that know karate until and, they morph. Until they morph. Yeah, when they morph, <laughs> when they get these Power Ranger suits on. Oh man, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Um, morphed Power Rangers generally possess enhanced strength, durability, agility, and combat prowess. When enemies grow to incredible size, as nearly all do, Rangers <laughs> use individual every episode use individual Zords. Which is a common phrase for all you listeners. Sword means a giant robot. Yeah. That they pilot. Yeah, individual. These are the immense assault machines, the Zords, that combine into a larger Megazord. So are these all the invention of Zordon then? These... Yes. Okay. I think that's implied, yeah. Yeah. And he, he just weaponizes So he's just teams. like the. He just like... weaponizes teens, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And he's the good guy. <laughs> is Ivan Ooze supposed to be like his immortal, like eternal enemy? It's like, or like... it's like the Power Rangers are the standard character and on one side is the good angel, which is Zordon, and on the other side is Ivan Ooze is the devil. And angel. it's up to them to control how the Power Rangers exercise their power? I think so. So they're not like, are they like ever leaning into the dark side in any of these? I don't think so. There's so just no way. Yeah. <laughs> that would get this a little a bit show, too complex. Lucas. <laughs> well, um, much like the television television season that followed the release it used concepts from the japanese super sentai series the kyoru sentai zuranger and the gosai sentai what? dairanger what you lost fuck? everybody right there and you lost everyone the sentai kaku ranger 
You're not bringing them back. So basically, there was a Japanese series called Super Sentai. Yes. It aired in 1975. Yes. It's pretty much the exact same thing as the power rangers uh-huh you know there's these you these could... teenagers who come into possession of great power they get cool suits they fight big monsters with great power comes america great responsibility. america's like hey that would be cool i'm sure american teens would totally or preteen little kids or two-year-olds would, would be hooked on that <laughs> so basically they started up the power rangers replace all of the japanese they high schooler scenes them. with american high schoolers but literally just keep the, the fighting scene. So it's a bit derivative. So then I like the Powerpuff Girls, like a even smaller derivative of the Power Rangers, which are, is that? Yeah. You could consider it. You could consider it. And that, that same sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Powerpuff Girls was amazing. I watched the Powerpuff Girls. That, that that was good. I remember staying up late for the 8.30 to, ni- the 8 to 9.30, which was, uh, you got Dexter's Laboratory at 8. Oh, yeah. 8.30 to 9 was Powerpuff Girls, and 9 to 9.30 was Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh, yeah. That's primetime oh, Cartoon I, Network. I hated Courage the Cowardly Dog. <laughs> was, that was too was surreal. Was it because it was too scary? Yes. Was it just like, I don't know what I'm watching, yeah, and it's I, making me very uncomfortable? I didn't like, like Ed, Ed and Eddie either for that reason. I didn't like Ed and Eddie for that like reason either. I was like, these guys are all like Which is blasphemy to so many people I know. Yeah. I think if I watched it again, but I would I was enjoy a huge it, but... Courage fan, even though it scared the shit out of me. You're not perfect. But Ed and Eddie was yeah that one was I was definitely more of the Nickelodeon taste like me, for, me and too. I think the Nickelodeon was maybe a little more mainstream and I maybe this just me th- talking maybe the Cartoon Network kids I always thought were a little bit of weirdos they were weird <laughs> they were some weirdos they were weird. I feel like other than SpongeBob and Fairly Odd Parents I was mostly Cartoon Network oh, Jimmy Neutron Jimmy you Neutron. went to the premiere. I saw the movie and I watched the show but I didn't love the show Rugrats, Chalk Zone Rocket Power Danny Phantom Danny Phantom. I didn't want. I, I never loved Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom. Oh, <laughs> Jock Zone was sick though. Jock Zone's main theme was the sickest riff I've ever heard. Cat Dog was sick. Ren and Stimpy. My mom's friend was a sound the foley artist for Ren and Stimpy. Nice. Yeah, what? and for Balto and for a bunch of movies. Wow. Yeah, he was he had the coolest job in the world. He would just go into the Amazing. studio oh, and he's the like foley artists banging tennis rackets yeah, on, yeah. on an alarm clock. The like behind the scenes. There he goes, of... <laughs> Caesar with this classic scratch. They a... probably can't even hear that. Caesar's uh... his own foley artist. <laughs> foley artists love their job. I mean, I don't want to speak for all of them, but based on what you see in the making of Lord of the Rings, like documentaries, foley artists. Or have it, if you've have watched, um, oh, never mind. He wasn't a foley artist. He was a soundtrack person. I was gonna say if you watch Forgetting Sarah Marshall when Jason Segal does oh, yeah. the music for the TV series, but. So anyways, we're here talking about Mighty Morphin yeah. Power Rangers. So the, the last of my history is that um, <laughs> this is the first Power Rangers production from Saban Entertainment not to feature any of the archived footage from Super Sentai or the series of Power Rangers itself. Yeah, no, yeah, like I was saying, all of the series, they would film like 10 minutes of the 20-minute episode of high school kids doing high school things. Yep. And then just insert Input, archived yeah. footage from super so, sentai and this is the first installment of a film for power rangers so ground True. groundbreaking work truly groundbreaking um all right you asked about box office and sure. lucas, lucas yeah. has that knowledge all right Hit the, me with those numbers the budget was 20 million dollars it's a pretty big budget do i you, mean do you think they allocated it well given what the product was on the screen i feel like a good amount of it went to some of the licensed songs they must have had <laughs> the rights to. and paul freeman and Beloke, remember <laughs> from from what was Beloke? I can't remember. Raiders of the Lost Raiders Ark. Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, of course. <laughs> Something tells me that most of that budget did not go to the special effects, the CGI. Yeah, 
You know, yeah. I feel like it was probably that music, the music rights, or setting, like the warehouse, <laughs> the yeah. construction or site, or paying these unknown actors. Of, Correct, yeah. these child actors. So for so the box, yeah, oh, what did it make? The box office opening weekend, it made thirteen point one million dollars. Has this guy only made bombs? Yes. <laughs> Aww. Although, although this did break even. Weekend. Yeah, U.S. Eventually. U.S. and Canada made thirty-eight point two. Worldwide, 66.4. So it ends in up theaters or like eventually because of in rentals? Theaters. I, re- in theaters. I don't know about that. I don't know either. <laughs> I, would, I would bet that a large of this is from VHS. Like seven years after it came out, they finally broke even because like there's, somebody rented it at Blockbuster. There's been one accountant just counting the books for every VHS sale. It's probably you. It probably <laughs> you probably just rented it like every week. Oh, why you can't give me this back? Oh, we got our tagline. We do have our tagline. <laughs> like when it came out in theaters, uh-huh. this was how they marketed it. Well, I had to take the second tagline because the first one is coming December for a Christmas <laughs> re- or something dumb like oh, that. Oh, that's lame. But this is like the movie tagline. You lose, you lose. Which is a quote from this film. <gasps> that's what Billy says. Uh-huh. Billy the Blue Ranger, who is thirty-eight, by the way. <laughs> Is what we assume. Nobody's going to believe this is a high schooler. Way too old for, we'll say for Zordon's taste. Is that <laughs> and we mentioned this. Like, There's a reason of... why he had a lot lesser, a lot fewer lines. Yes. Than... I brought this up. Is like Some of the kids that are supposed to be teenagers at least look like they're like... Of all the Power Rangers, which one is the youngest appearing to you? Um, I think they were all way too the, old. Not the blonde girl. The Asian girl. I the think. black girl. The black girl, yeah. The, the, the POC. <laughs> Jesus. Um, she's probably there, I think both female Power Rangers and the Asian guy. Johnny Young Bosch. Johnny, yeah, Johnny Young Bosch had to have been the closest. He had a bit of a baby face. I'll give him that. Well, yeah, never mind. <laughs> you were going to say something. Yeah. You retracted. Well, my you... point is, it's from that golden era where like people who are just obviously way too old are supposed to be just be playing yeah. teenagers of course you know? yeah and nobody questions it no not at all they're most of them are probably like mid to late 20s ish <laughs> late 20s dude that's so old but the blue ranger is 30 mid 30s yeah yeah oh yeah for sure poor billy he was the age of zordon <laughs> <laughs> dying on his death yeah after he left his time yeah then, right okay oozy lose what do you think of that tagline uh, gross and <laughs> brings up feelings of disgust i just i'm the whole concept of ooze is like a really specific and weird thing to latch onto for like the central theme of your movie (laughs) and like to the point that it even becomes the tagline it's like what were arnie olsen and the other screenwriter no i'm glad you why why were they thinking about ooze so much and john camps it's like i don't know you could take a freudian reading yes yeah purple gloop that just symbolizes your dad's semen that's just that's what it seemed like in a lot of parts yes this was quite sexual in places which is why it got really uncomfortable later on when it was just given to kids bottled up (laughs) yeah the ooze was sold to kids we might be skipping ahead a little bit but (laughs) okay it was weird we've got through our tagline and now it's time for our ooze facts cats facts (laughs) Ooze facts. Morphin facts. Ooze facts. Ooh, let's. It's time for our ooze facts. <laughs> and now it's time to pay the piper. <laughs> oh, the things that I have missed—the Black Plague, the Spanish Inquisition. 
Okay, my first ooze fact is that an advertisement in Sydney, Australia newspaper telling fans to, in quotes, come and see the fireworks show with the Power Rangers at Darling Harbor was actually a ploy to get people to the filming of the final crowd scene so the producers would not have to pay for any extras. <laughs> We've got a lot of directors in this in our series of podcasts that have gone to creative lengths to not use extras. Yeah. So Part we of had your job. The Nacho Libre with the blow-up dolls. Yeah. We had Birdemic just... Just filming people. With people without their permission. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just screaming at people. Yeah. <laughs> Joggers on the sidewalk. They're so very much the ask for forgiveness, not permission. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh, my next ooze fact is that in an original script, the Rangers were supposed to fight giant rat monsters. This had multiple drafts? Yeah. Oh, okay. They are supposed to fight giant rat monsters that Ivan Ooze created, um, but because the suits, the suits didn't work well enough and looked too low budget for the movie. Unlike um, those... Tongu or whatever those bird creatures. Yeah, they looked really good. Uh, yeah, they looked so great. <laughs> um, the rat monsters were instead replaced by the ooze creatures that Ivan creates in the film. The ooze crew. Yeah, Just like purple orcs. Yeah. <laughs> However, the rat creature suits didn't go to waste either. Instead, they would later appear in the movie Return of the Green Ranger storyline of the Power Rangers television series. <laughs> so oh. they made them, and then they're like, "Nah." Well, that's like how all of this stuff is made. They're like. Okay, so we've, we've created this thing. We can hold on to these props for 10 years and just keep coming back to them. Yeah. Finally, That's they were smart, like, you know? They're finally like, we're desperate. We need the rat monsters. That's an experienced producer at work. Um, my next one is that in order for the purple tongue of Ivan Ooze to match the purple body, Paul Freeman had drank black currant juice, <laughs> held it in his mouth for minutes, and spit it out before each take. Uh, what, a, what a professional. <laughs> yeah. For this movie, though, no one else was going to any length of that. A bloke is a is a method actor, okay? I feel like he probably was. Like, compared <laughs> to everybody else on this movie, he probably... So he, he he's watched. the classically trained... Like, he probably has experience on Broadway. Oh, he was that. He was that. He you was know? the top dog. Yeah, so he walked around and like, set as Ivan Ooze. Exactly. <laughs> He goes home to his wife and just yeah! like, oh, ooze on you. And she's like, please don't, Paul. She might like that ooze tongue, though. She I mean, likes the ooze tongue is nice. And that beard? Dude. That beard he's go. definitely a bachelor. He's just slinging it left <laughs> and right. My next one, ooze fact, is also about Paul Freeman. And he had to spend a, at least seven hours in the makeup chair each day to be what? transformed into Ivan oh, Ooze. What a For pro. this movie? For this movie, seven hours a day. I hope he, like, instilled all this work ethic in, like, all these young actors. Part of me has always wondered, like, because you always hear these things, like, so-and-so spends, like, five hours, six, seven hours a day in makeup. And, like, they have to sleep during that, right? Because, like, they have to wake up extremely early to get ready. Yeah, they're starting at, like, 5, 6 a.m. So it's, like, they say that, but it's, like, I feel like they're sleeping in the makeup chair. Probably. Just watching TV. So I feel like Chilling. it's like it was, it was 1995. They were catching up. Can you on really their, say you spent seven hours they were in the makeup chair? You probably spent Seinfeld. Like, what year? 95. Oh yeah, they're catching up on their Seinfeld season six. There we go, season six. Yeah, it was 89 when it started, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. There we go. Um, Great show. Next ooze fact is by the great Johnny Young Bosch. Um, yeah, he man. did all his own ninja suit stunts. Let's go. Because his stunt actor broke his leg during training. Oh. Um, additional injuries on the set included one <laughs> crew member becoming electrocuted to near death. That's so funny. Um, and both female rangers suffering <laughs> chronic back pain in their life from the forty-pound ranger suits. Oh God! For the rest 40 of their pounds, forty-pound suits, suits. The were? spandex suits are forty pounds. And now they have chronic Jeez. back issues for the rest of their lives. <laughs> yeah. 
Fuck. When was the last they, time you saw any of these actors? I haven't. This was. I feel like this was everything, right? The, well, the, the the females couldn't because they've been they, crippled in bed. They can only back they can only play scoliosis characters. <laughs> they were the ones that started the opioid pandemic. This movie was a bloodbath. <laughs> um, okay, next one is two more. This marks the first time that blood is seen in Power Rangers. <gasps> Who bled? When a stone gargoyle comes to life and slashes at Tommy with his blades, he cuts through his outfit, and you can faintly see two red bloody cuts on Tommy's chest, oh, wow. albeit a dry cut. Did you see it? No. no but that, I didn't see that it makes, even knowing this. That makes sense, as Jesus is the figure who bled from his hands on the cross. Yep. So is Tommy. Well, Tommy's cuts are barely seen, um, uh, because the crew did not want to show the bloody cuts fully, but having parents... They were already upset enough at the violence shown on the TV show. <laughs> there were protests at this movie? Yeah. Oh, man. Cause, oh, it's because it's corrupting the youth. Probably. Yes. You know? They were already upset Kids with the Kids are going to see this, and then they're going to go out and try and, try know, and ooze cut people. Cut themselves. And yeah. ooze people and cut themselves. My parents are probably worried about getting oozed. <laughs> <laughs> and my last ooze fact is that the Rangers morphed in a different order than the TV show's morphing sequence. This is fascinating. I would love to hear the new order. Yes, this is for real cynics, which I don't know if any of our 35 listeners are. I guarantee you not a single listener <laughs> cares. cares a, well, a single shit about here this. Here in the film, the morphing order is pink, blue, red, black, yellow, white. Really? Okay. The TV show, it's white, black, what? pink, ye- blue, yellow, red. That's crazy. Which we brought up is Red is usually the leader. Dude, Red got so sidelined, I didn't realize. As Red soon got... as the Green Ranger, the White Ranger, comes, ar- comes along in the series. He gets cocked. <laughs> gets was, was the Red cucked. one Johnny Young? No, that's Black. Oh. Asian. In, like, every iteration of Power Rangers after this, Red is always the main one. Even yeah. in, like, Bionicle, when that was a thing, because they totally, like, aped from Power Rangers. Red's the leader. That's Red just is a always thing. It's a given. Red is a color of but in the original, and attraction and... Sure. <laughs> and Psychologically, yeah. I've heard that. I've heard that. I've also heard it makes you hungrier. Um, it does. But in this, in the original run of Power Rangers, yeah, Red's nothing. Red is nothing. It's has, all Tommy. He has like the same amount of lines as Johnny Young Bosch. Exactly. <laughs> Which is not a lot. No, not at all. I think he said his first line like 28 mo- minutes into the movie <laughs> yeah. or something. Okay, that's my last Wait, ooze fact. I have an ooze fact. You have an ooze fact. Yeah, it's that the girl can still get pregnant even if she's on top. That's an ooze fact. God damn. I don't know if that belonged in Power Rangers. Are you talking about I... the Pink Ranger and the White Ranger when they're going yeah. at it? Okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's technically a Power Rangers, but it is an ooze fact, it, nonetheless. <laughs> I remember. Right. I remember hearing that that wasn't true, but I'm glad you put that to cleared rest. that up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now I know. It's movie time. It's morphin time. So we got to get into our movie because we're 42 minutes in. Jesus Christ! <laughs> our lead up was long today. Okay. Um, you get a Star Wars esque rolling credits. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> This it's not like a lot of movies did this, you know, because when you have this epic scale, this grand like galaxy spanning conflict, you got to open with like a slow crawl to us with all the exposition. The thing was, is without the credits, this movie is an hour and 28 minutes. (laughs) Did you need that? You could have put this stuff in the film like Star Wars when we watch is two and a half hours. I get that they're putting all this stuff in because it would have been three and a half hours, but 
This is an hour and 28 minutes without the credits. It's a short little movie. Well, that's what I wrote. That was like of the two things I wrote in my notes. The one I wrote is um, fuck all newcomers. Because they, they don't they don't care about anybody who has no idea about Power this Rangers. This is for the nostalgia It's people. like, okay, you'll get like three seconds of exposition at the beginning. But all that is is the name Zordon. Yeah, that was just... And Eldora yeah. and these things thrown at you. I was just gonna say that, and it's like, okay, you're you're up to speed the now, right? Is, okay, yeah, the exposition did nothing. For <laughs> it. it made me more confused if anything was what was going on. Well, that's our exposition. Like... Is a rolling credits, voiced by Dulcea. Oh, that was it. Her. Was her? She's basically saying the folklore of Zordon. I was in love and, with her and training the Power Rangers and. How the tradition continues today, basically. Yeah, she was like that wise, omnipotent voice yep. that's that's seen these, the rise and, and fall, sexy and omnipotent. <laughs> yes. Yeah, very. <laughs> um, so the yeah. tradition. Did we ever cont- find out if this was G or PG? For sure, I didn't. I want to say it was PG, you know, but uh, there's no way it was. G. There's no way it was G. You don't think? There's no. There I was, guess there was blood. You think if there's. <laughs> Oh yeah, and that one scene that none of us like if that up. if that lost them their PG their G. <laughs> Mighty Morphin Power Rain Oh, that's a TV series. It was probably PG for like mild peril PG. or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Um so the tradition continues today. How does it continue? Fucking skydiving. The tradition of what? The Power Rangers. Oh, of course. Skydiving. It was a radical opening. <laughs> totally radical. Um In you- media res, I believe is what they call it. Hmm. When you just open in the middle of the action, mm. Power Rangers going for a skydive. All pretty six artsy, of them. It's a pretty artsy movie. All eight of them. Well, <laughs> there are eight skydivers. Six of them are Power Rangers. I thought they. I thought those. Do you two remember were their fire. names from the movie? No, no. <laughs> you clearly don't remember Bulk and Skull. Come on, man. Oh, I was gonna say Clancy. And, <laughs> I don't know. Um, that yeah, works. It Bulk fits. and Skull are with them. Who in the TV series? Are like they're kind of scumbags, yeah, and kind of bullies to the yeah. power. They're like bullies, but they're also not cool. They're like bullies, like, but like, are they gonna really pick on ninja warriors? Basically, well, they don't know. They don't know they're Power Rangers. They didn't get their ass kicked until because at the very end, they're like <laughs> spoilers. They're like Power Rangers. What? They, but they, they did see them jump out of the airplane and do like these insane <laughs> acrobatic stunts. Yeah, let's talk about for these fifteen-year-olds. Well, Bulk and Skull almost skydived without parachutes, first off. What Nimrods. I was literally going to call them Nimrods. <laughs> really? <laughs> I was going to say Nimrods. Um, but yeah, the, the skydiving is totally radical, as you would put it. I mean, that's how it opens, yeah, because you got to establish how badass these ranges are. some good are. guitar power chords. Uh, flipping corkscrew spins and Tommy. Tommy, White Ranger, bless his heart, Christ figure. On a surfboard, skydiving. Takes his... Takes his board out with him. Surfs up. Does like, I don't know how many spins. We were talking about Tony Hawk. He probably does like a... 72.99.7. Yeah, at least a 7,000. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Off the it, charts. We mentioned this. It's a big stunt for a kid's movie. It. I mean, genuinely, it was It was pretty cool. I mean, I mean, it's... A I'm good not, set piece to open. On it too. was probably three minutes too long than it needed to be. Yeah. But if anything... And it was only You can minutes. tell that the cameraman went skydiving with them. They all jumped out, and they're actually falling through the air when they filmed this. I thought Tom Cruise was in this film. I know. I was like, wait, what? when did we put on Fallout? But <laughs> It's a good chunk of their budget, I bet. This is a skydiving? Yeah, yeah. between the, the, the songs and the skydiving. Um, I think that's, like, the vast majority. And... I put out that all of them hit the bullseye. Every single one of them. 
He oh, has yeah, like a target on the ground. Each... They're Power Rangers. Even dude. even with a, with your surfboard, he yeah. lands it perfectly. You expect them to not hit the bullseye as Power Rangers? My next note is Lucas, tell your parachuting oh, story. I have a note. Yeah, I was going to have a parachute a, story. But this in is a line. bummer. No, it's just, it's it's mostly happy because my whole life I would grow up going to the Grizzly football games. Oh, maybe games. this is a different story. No, it's a safe story. Oh, no, it's a bummer. <laughs> I grew up going to the Grizzly football games and they would always have these skydivers land on the, the middle of the field to Tom Petty's uh, Free Fallen. And so that's just a huge association of memory in my mind. Um, and then one year, I think I was a senior in high school at the Cat Grizz game. It was a little windy day. The first four made it in. The last guy that was a little low, could not get inside the stadium, crashed into the side of the stadium, <laughs> crumpled to the ground. And I believe he's still, I think he's alive. I think he hasn't blinked since. Oh, <laughs> no. And now they, don't, and now they don't let the... the they don't and do you were free saying, falling. no, it's a good story? It's mostly good. <laughs> I, had a, I had a good childhood. Because it was memorable good, for you. It's yeah. like the Power Rangers. It's not a good movie, but it brings back good memories for me. <laughs> yeah, 99% of them were good memories. Yeah. Well, back to the skydiving. All of them land on the bullseye in uh, Angel's Grove. Angel Grove, that's the fictional city. Um, but Bulk, Some New England Bulk and Skull still haven't jumped. City. They're still like in the plane, and uh, the plane is running out of fuel. How far have they gone in this plane? Oh, fucking skull. And they've, they've vastly missed the target area. Yeah. Because knuckleheads. Of, because it, when when the Power Rangers jumped, the target was three seconds, three seconds out that was in a they, plane. That was when they got their first warning. <laughs> we got three seconds to jump. Three seconds to drop zone. <laughs> Good God. And Bulk and Skull are on running out of fuel in a plane? They're, they're Who, fucked. Who's the pilot? They we know. never saw it was probably Tommy. He probably surfed back up there. <laughs> he flew it and jumped out of it. Yeah. He can do it all. Um, okay. Now, instead of skydiving, roller skating montage. Yeah. I oh, put, one montage into another. That's, <laughs> you know. That's, I put they have, like, a really big aversion to traditional transportation. Yeah, it's good fun. They, they refuse to walk. Later no, on. They're too cool. Later on in the battle scene, instead of running, they will tumble. Yeah, of course. Only tumble. And they roller skate directly into con- to a construction zone, like, past the yellow tape and signs and everything and this is also a bulk and skull land too and like the construction workers don't bet an eye that the power rangers go through but yet so pissed that these two buffoons land into their construction like what the fuck are you doing here <laughs> that was a pretty slapstick moment you know i feel like they're supposed to be the, they were always supposed to be the comedic relief in the television series i am sure i laughed so, my ass off at six years old this and scene. so i'm sure these like diehard seven-year-old fans are like oh my god there they are <laughs> everything they say is so funny and they weren't even in it a lot i did think no. they would have a bigger role because they were pretty prominent at the beginning the very beginning yeah, yeah. so i'm like oh, i'm in for a ride with with clancy and <laughs> well the, <laughs> with clancy well this construction site becomes a big like plot point because at it they dig up a giant engraved manhole cover yep. a scarily engraved manhole cover it's kind of obvious. It's just kind of <laughs> out there. Yeah. It's like really big, really blatant. And out of it comes a giant metal hand grasping a giant purple egg. A real egg. <laughs> to hatch something. Yeah. And one construction worker bravely tries to touch the egg and gets shocked nearly to death. I'm yeah, sure... no, he had a name. Oh, what was his name? He gets like shocked and stuff. Clancy. Some... Yeah, maybe he was Clancy. <laughs> Clancy! <laughs> No! Wait, was that the footage of maybe the actual worker on the scene who got electrocuted to, to near nearly death? death? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. Is he probably almost died? Oh God. Um, yeah. So he tries to touch it, gets shocked nearly to death, 
And the roller skating ends, sadly. Yeah. Very sadly, because I was having a good time. Because Alpha 5, classic Alpha 5. Who is Alpha 5? She is... Oh, it's a she? It is a she. she. I didn't learn that until I was like nine years old. Wow. (laughs) She is a robot that is basically the secretary for Zordon. Pretty much, like the receptionist kind of like... This cute little robot who has this bubbly voice. She sends just, calls to the rangers. Yeah, and just kind of, you know, keeps tabs on them, lets them know when Zordon needs to speak to him. Yeah, so she's kind of moves her arms things. in very robotic fashion. Very robotic, partly because she's a robot. Probably. She looks so cool. Um, she says that Zordon needs them, so they just teleport to him. Yeah. And this is where our transportation thing really comes in. They skydive, they backflip, they roller skate. But they can teleport in the shape of an LGBTQ rainbow? Ernest, <laughs> you think that's what they were doing? Well, no, but I mean... I'm it pretty is, sure it's just a rainbow. It yeah. is just a rainbow, but I had to bring that up. It's anyway. probably one color, because they all have their own color. Yes, they, it is each of their colors, but they just teleport in a rainbow flag there's always a, the, Yeah, there's always trails. Yeah. And like the... Just a rainbow trail going wherever they go. Do you think that's like bad for the environment? The chemtrails, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're teleportation. The Power Ranger chemtrails. Yeah. <laughs> well, when they get to the headquarters, Zordon headquarters, whatever it is, the safe zone. Yeah, some weird fortress of solitude thing. It's very big. It's gigantic. <laughs> On a mountaintop. Completely unnecessary. Zordon's zany zone. <laughs> <laughs> Zordon warns them that Ivan Ooze has resurfaced and there have been energy disturbances noticed. Evil energy is on the rise. No. Oh, and this is all when they're in their normal clothes, too. Yeah. And one of them is wearing jean shorts that, and a cut-off flannel that is tucked into the tucked jean shorts. Tucked into the jean shorts. It's a look. I'm, I like the... <laughs> this is 1995. That's the Red Ranger. The Red Ranger's like the coolest, most alpha of them all. Maybe it was like the LGBTQ thing. <laughs> it might be. <laughs> it could be. You look like I one of the village people. I know in the 2017 one, it was like kind of like out there because like one of the characters was gay, one of them... Was was actually autistic in real life, like yeah. I know the like... Blue Ranger was autistic, and I know that <laughs> Yellow Ranger was bi. I thought the Pink Ranger was bi. No, Yellow Ranger was bi. Oh, in the show and in real so life. So I, I, this just all sounds so absurd to me because they're like in the middle of battle, and all of a sudden, <laughs> two of the guys start making out, and then the one is having a, an episode. <laughs> the Power Rangers are they're losing focus <laughs> it's, it's dipped they're teenagers okay they've got they got raging hormones sometimes <laughs> it gets in the way of the mission <laughs> so back at the construction still site still finding out who they are yeah they really are <laughs> except the blue ranger once again he's just <laughs> blue ranger sucks <laughs> in this one back at the construction site some villains pop up two of them are pretty cool looking you got goldon goldar goldar sorry yeah. and lord zed who is He's like he's like one of the main. They're both from like the original series. Yes, they're like the part of the bad guy club. You know, it always cuts back and forth between the Power Rangers and like the good the guys. To Batman. To yes. Yeah, and it's just kind of cuts to them for a little bit as they plot their next attempt to take and over the we world. We brought this up because as, as kids, we didn't realize that Lord Zed has an exposed brain. Yeah, and kind of pulsing. No skin, just all muscle with yeah, armor it's on gross. it. But he clear, is clear. Armor over his just fleshy, brainy. He's in like in like a dusty physique. construction site. In like, a dust, yeah. This he's is gonna get brain for cancer. Infection. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Is clear, but it's like he's kind of like jacked. It's like kind of sexy, you know. Yeah. 
for sure. It, <laughs> he's like looks disgusting, but he also looks so cool at the same time. I'm very conflicted on my thoughts of Lord Zed now. I thought he was cooler as a kid. Yes, for sure. <laughs> well, anyway, that's not important. The Lord Zed though breaks the egg open, and Ivan oozes just a pile of goo. And they're like, yeah. wait for it. <laughs> wait for it. It's like they were waiting for the ooze. Yeah. That climactic buildup. They're waiting for the cl- uh, ooze climax. The ooze climax. But now he's here. And he's powerful. But also very cheesy. Like right off the bat. Oh, absolutely. Paul Freeman. Cheesy. Okay. Um, and he is here to eliminate Zordon's entire legacy and murder him so that Zordon may keep his reign as the hater of all that is good and decent. What do you think about that? Well, I kind of theorized when this was happening that, that there was going to be a struggle for power amongst the, amongst the two evil entities. Of course. Yeah. I mean, you could tell right away that Lord Zed was like the head villain guy. of Because yeah. there was Lord Zed, there was Goldar, kind was... of like a flying gold monkey, monkey chicken. Thing. There was this pig that was clearly more, bottom of the barrel. More dad. Who had a monocle. <laughs> he was a fancy pig with a monocle. <laughs> and there was this woman that sounded like a man, but she didn't really have any distinctive features, really. No, she was just a... She was always there sm- yeah. talking like a chain smoker. Yeah. Shout out the chain smokers. <laughs> the band or the people? The band. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's, he's there. He's ready to get rid of all that is good and decent. And... The Power Rangers. Like a Republican. <laughs> what? It's a joke. Oh, okay. Well, the Power Rangers then teleport to the scene to look for Ivan Ooze. And they talk to this security guard who then turns into Ivan. <laughs> yeah. They, they were like, yo, what, what's happening here? We're like you, looking. Have you seen any metamorphic entities in the area? <laughs> I'm saying right now, if teens came up to me and asked if they, if I'd seen any metamorphic entities, get the fuck out of here. You guys are tweaking. You high? Yeah. Yeah. You high? Well, it's actually Ivanus. Yeah. That's it got sli- me. It tricked that's me. That slick son of a bitch. And then they, instead of... He's a shapeshifter. It's the one and only time he and, uses that ability. And then yeah. instead of, like, apprehending him or fighting him, they they just talk with each other for a few minutes, building up to it. They get to know him. Some witty banter. Yeah. Back and forth. Um, Kill some screen time. But now... Well, actually, Ivan's upset that Zordon uses kids to do his dirty work. So Ivan uses his own kids that are grown from the grounds. And Ivan teleports away. Oh, yeah, because he's like, he's using children? Well, here are my children. Yeah. So, it's finally time for our first fight scene in the construction zone. The empty, abandoned... Yeah, everybody's gone home from the day. They could probably sneak in for a few hours, film yeah. the film the big fight scene. Yeah, yeah. What and a what a backdrop. This fight scene is mostly acrobatics. Yeah, I was that's all say. Power Rangers is. <laughs> you, you gotta know, just you rec- you do like a long take of just. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're not spinning, then it doesn't really affect the <laughs> opponent. The yeah. more rotations, the better. Fuck a jab. You need the, <laughs> the ninjetti corkscrew kick. You just have to create this gust of wind around your opponent by spinning in their vicinity <laughs> enough times, and that's how you It confuses them. them, makes them susceptible to kicks. It's true. It's the Power Rangers method. <laughs> and they never get dizzy. They don't. Um, at one point, they say they need to get out of here, so they backflip out of the construction zone. <laughs> like, 
just run. Wouldn't that be faster than back? No, it's not moving cool enough. Or teleport. Or, <laughs> or teleport. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Teleporting is pretty cool. Zordon beam me up. But you see, they've already done it. And so the, this movie's kind of meta in a way because it wants to keep mixing things up. They want to tra- <laughs> they want to travel in the coolest way possible. So you get the teleport. You, you get, get the, the rollerblading. You get the skydiving. You get the tumbling. You get the flips. You get the they camels. Wanna... <laughs> no <laughs> camels. I thought I remember some camels. When they when they became Muslim? <laughs> Jesus. I mean, they kind of did, but there were no camels. Oh, okay. You might be a little drunk. Is this when I they? Don't know. <laughs> they wore like face coverings. I see they what did. you're saying. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get there. Well, that's coming up in Act Two. Um, but there are too many enemies, so now it's morphin time, and um, there's a bunch of just like close-up interview face shots of them morphing. Oh yeah, like each one like says their what does he say? T Rex. Yeah. Wooly mammoth. Like shape of a blah 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 blah. Yeah, that's kind they... of their shtick, but each one gets their own individual up close. What was the show? Tangent. What was the show where they... The Wonder Twins. Where they... Yeah, yeah it's like Shape of a Bottlenose Dolphin. Of a shark, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that, that's, that's the same shtick. Yeah. Like, the camera kind of zooms in. It's like... It's very Tyrannosaurus cheesy. Rex. Very cheesy. Very Japanese. Saber-toothed tiger. Very Japanese, yeah. And they do it six times. Yeah. Back to back to back to back to back. But we now get the Power Rangers, like, in full full form you get the is this power- the first time we see them in their suits mm-hmm. okay and we get the power rangers theme song if this was As- like a contemporary marvel movie that's where the crowd would like Scream. celebrate yes. and stand up and you know hoot and holler yeah and this is where you get the theme song as they all backflip out of their morph and it's go go power rangers oh yeah and they this is flips this is right after that this one right. song that was playing with those lyrics that were like oh yeah i've got was, the, i've got the lyrics you've got a couple you got, got a couple yeah. snippets okay, thank you. yeah we'll, we'll save them for the quotes oh okay. beautiful yes those were some of my quotes but once they all morph the villains are just gone yeah they took too long they did to morph so back at headquarters, Ivan Ooze makes his way through the industrial blast shield doors because he just oozes through. He didn't even have a power coin. That's <laughs> true. Or a key. Yeah. Or a power, power coin. Or, or a droidica. <laughs> um, but him and Zordon kind of talk about their history. And then Ivan... Yeah, their entire history is conveyed to us in that one moment. Yeah, it's like <laughs> two minutes. You're supposed to buy that these are two like galactic powers yeah long that have been rivals. in like millennium long you know power struggle so what does ivan do he uses he, he plays <laughs> he does a, what he always he does. plays a windpipe flute that's right then gets electric power and basically uses shoots down wand. the whole headquarters that's right he uses that a wand as a wand but oh he, yeah and he looked kind of like voldemort to he me. had that power that anyway why did he have to bring out that's the kind of a running theme in this movie is they all have these powers that seem incredibly convenient but then I guess they just kind of forget that they have them. <laughs> I'm saying right now, if I were a Power Ranger, I wouldn't forget that I'm a fucking Power Ranger. You forget that you can teleport and forget that you can use your whatever frog tongue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my my power beams. We get to the power beams. Which are coming up real soon. Yes! <laughs> I'm just saying, it seems like Ivan Ooze can create these ooze orcs like really easily. So it's like nothing. Just create an army of them. He only creates like seven of them at a time. Yeah. He's like, I'm gonna create one for each Power Ranger. (laughs) It's like, come on, man. Just swarm them. You've got electromorphicons. (laughs) You 
You know, if you also put a million ooze orcs... We will never get that term right. I don't remember what it <laughs> was specifically. Electromorphicon? Yeah. If you put out two electro... You know if you put out two electromorphicons and a million ooze orcs, there's no way the Power Rangers are taking them down, even in their spirit animal zords. That's another sentence that's never been said before. <laughs> in history. That's the magic of Power Rangers. Well, the Rangers... It just allows you to come across really cool. Yeah. When you talk about it. I sounded really cool. Okay. <laughs> Well, the rangers make their way into a warehouse, like, looking for the villains. Power beams activated, which is just a flashlight. A pretty it's headlights. Dim, a pretty dim flashlight. You said what? Yeah, they're headlights. There's two of them on their head. Because yeah. what animal is the yellow ranger? Saber-toothed tiger. Yeah, so it's, like, these kitty eyes on her helmet. Oh, I didn't see that. And that, those, the, the black eyes are what become the headlights. Well, like, she needed to wash them. <laughs> she, yeah, she, she really did. Also, power shields are activated by Tommy, but there's no visible shield around him at any point and they also have this they super cool just, night they had just run out of money <laughs> before they could add the power shield oh, uh special <laughs> effects. what does have to do with a regular shield <laughs> well then we finally get like fighting time against the villains they find him in the warehouse by yeah this is like three and a half four minutes after the last fight scene yeah most of the dialogue in this film up to date has just been like witty fight scene trash talk I mean, yeah, that's kind of the Power Rangers whole thing is like, <laughs> you ooze, just, you lose. Yep. Kind of like heavy, like in Batman and Robin with Arnold Schwarzenegger, like all of his lines are just mm-hmm. these incredibly corny one-liners. Like, Take yeah, that slime ball. Have yeah. a nice trip. See you next fall. Yeah, I was exactly. Just about to say that one. You just quoted the whole scene right there. Yeah. <laughs> and each time a villain dies, they turn to goo, basically. Yeah. They like, and if we're assuming that it's blood, like the ooze is their blood. It makes it a lot more graphic because, like, I think it's the Pink Ranger. Somebody like throws one of these ooze oh, minions like a against onto a yeah a floor grate. Yeah, onto a grate and just dices them. Yeah, <laughs> turns them into like cubed cheese, like cubed Gucci. Yeah, and you're just thinking they're exactly. like, what if that was my daughter? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Wait, the Pink Ranger or the villain? No, the, the villain. villain. <laughs> I would I would be so lucky if my daughter grew up to be the Pink Ranger. The Kimberly, Kimberly, yeah, for sure. Kimberly. I knew her last name. No, her I character's don't. last Johnson. name. Johnson. No, it's one. It's one syllable. All I'm thinking of is season. Kimberly Page. Or something. All I'm thinking of is season two American Idol contestants Kimberly Caldwell and Kimberly. Lynch. That's yeah, probably that's, what that's, most people are thinking. Yeah, of. That, that, I was gonna say that's usually on your brain. This <laughs> is season two American Idol contestants. The American yeah. Idol savant almanac. <laughs> well, up to this point, you get to see each ranger use like some weapons or special powers, like the power beams or whatnot. But Tommy has the. Sabra, sa- sa- he has a sentient sword. Sentient, well, he it can fly around. In the show, it can talk. It like has its own voice, <laughs> and its mouth is animated like and everything. Night Rider, exactly like that. Except in the movie, they're just like, eh. Yeah, okay. We'll just have it float in the air. I also wrote that and this, shoots lasers out of its eyes. Wrote, yeah. Right before that, he also did a jump where he did like a sixteen pirouette. Of <laughs> yeah, that tornado to Earth to helicoptered himself Helico- up. yeah up to a platform yeah that's I impressive. also put what a ballerina he denies all physics in his fighting because when coming down from that platform he does a 16 pirouette corkscrew kick I... where then he rapid kicks him in the chest while perfectly <laughs> parallel to the floor are you confusing that with the blue ranger no blue ranger does do something similar blue ranger, like okay. walks on him yeah okay oh no the blue ranger gets like knocked off the edge and he just spins and it kind of slows yeah. his fall but then he's still like smashes his spine over yeah, some pillar stunned <laughs> but not dead that was funny <laughs> um 
so they took out all the villains, but at the end, their suits disappear. Their powers it's true. They lose all their powers. Something's wrong, and Zordon won't answer them. This is what you would call... He's getting a busy signal. Oh, I forget what it's called in screenwriting terms. This is right where Act 2 begins. A deus ex machina. No, no not at all. Exciting Although I feel like this movie does have that later on, but... It's still saying. Forget, forget what I was saying. Yeah. It's, it's something like the inciting. inciting. It's yeah. something like yeah. that. Um, so they make their way back to the headquarters to find Zordon out of his time warp. Exactly. He's just this frail old man, splayed eagle. I forget the phrase. Spread eagle. Spread eagle. Splayed out. Splayed out, yeah. My exact words were a frail old figure. So. Frail old figure. And because he is dying, all the powers, the zords... The weapons. Not a zord. The zords. How is he ever going to molest these kids? <laughs> they're gone. They're teens. I mean, if they're still yeah. underage, but... They're minors, but... How is he going to molest these minors? He's, in a, he's a, what they call an ephibophile. And you no. Not a pedophile. He's an ephibophile. You brought this up. Is that he's very pessimistic about He's this. a total downer. Okay, so this is what I was saying when we were watching that. So basically, the gist of the scene is the Power Rangers are all around his, like, rotting away body. Yes. And they're like, what are we going to do? And basically, he's like, everything's lost. You, like, you, you have no powers, no swords. Ivan Ooze has already won. And it could have been PG-13. And I'm like, that's not really the rallying call that the Power Rangers need right now. It could have been PG-13 because he could have just went, you guys are fucking fucked right now. <laughs> that's what he was saying Yeah, in so many words. These are like impressionable young kids. I'm just, yeah, I'm just and thinking like usually figure. in these kids programs... The Rangers would be like all doubtful. They'd be like, "What are we gonna yeah. do without our suits, without our swords?" And Zordon's like, "Rangers, he's the wise old. Listen to me. The power you, the only power you need, has been inside you all along." Yes. And they're like, "Are you serious? What?" And then they come to realize that he was right. But no, he's just some fatalistic. He's he's basically like a materialistic person. Debbie like if Downer. You, if you don't have your riches and goods, you're not going to succeed. Probably because this is a ploy on capitalism. He's probably just really egotistic, and he's like, I, I fucking created those suits and those zords, and you're gonna goddamn well use them to save the day. <laughs> yeah, without me, we're fucked. <laughs> um, and then Lucas, you brought this up. Is this is all Zordon's fault for bearing? Oh yeah, for because he was the one who captured and entombed. Ivan Ooze originally, and yet he recorded based on their thirty-second conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's what I gleaned from it. But then he, instead of burying him in like the middle of the ocean or something, he puts him in downtown Angel Falls, like right under Angel his, Grove. Angel Grove, sorry. Angel yeah, Falls. it looks like it's just underneath like some outdated city park. It doesn't even seem like that below. Like, no, they dig level. down like four feet. They're like, we just, just want to tidy up the city park a little bit. Was, I, what is this? I imagine it was always on Zordon's list to find a new hiding spot for him, and he just <laughs> always put it off. And he's never got around to it. Yeah, his his to-do list was like, <laughs> re, refresh time warp, groom new teams, yeah. <laughs> move Ivan Ooze eggs. <laughs> Rent airplane and parachutes. <laughs> he was the one that orchestrated the skydiving. Oh, yeah. He's a, he's a manager, isn't he? Groomed. I don't know. I feel like it was Alpha 5 because she's the secretary. She's the one that... She's kind of like his, like, Ghislaine Maxwell, right? Alpha 5 to yeah, his Jeffrey Epstein. Probably. Yeah. I think that's kind of what they were going for. Definitely. She well, seems all sweet and innocent and bubbly and <laughs> friendly and sociable on the outside, but mm -hmm. it's like... But You're going to do some things well, for Zordon. She, she seems like the optimistic one because Zordon basically tells them they're fucked. But she's like, there is one possible way to get the great power back or to get your powers back. You have to find the great power, but it's going to use all of our energy, which is kind of keeping Zordon alive. We have to do that to get you to fade on. 
I lo that is literally the extent of the explanation. All of your energy is required to achieve the great power. Yes. That's yeah. that that's yeah, what great power? So the great power. The great power. Yeah, I can't explain it anymore for you. That's all we're for given. You, for, for you novices of Power Rangers. Yeah, come on. For you casuals. So they're going to go somewhere, but nobody has ever returned. they got to range all the no. way out to Phaedon. I was just about to say, where are they going? Phaedon. To my queen Dulcia's domain. Yes. Um, so Ivan Ooze... At this point, he's back on the moon, which is where their evil lair is. And, like, the other four Wasn't... villains... Yeah, I think it was on the moon. The other Yeah, they're always in some place outside of time and space. <laughs> like, I think it's maybe supposed to be the moon. But also, I feel like you see the moon from their evil yeah, I base. Like too. I could see Earth, for sure. It, it had some trans-dimensional holdout. It, it, <laughs> yeah. it had clearly only Africa on Earth at the time. I remember that specifically. Oh, the shot of the globe? Yeah. yeah. Um, but this but, is where he spits out his Tengu yeah, warriors. Yeah, well, before that, oh, the apologies. four like villains are like... We're missing key and yeah. vital information. Apologies. Yeah, you forgot about when he oozes on the girl villain's face. Rita, like Rita Repulsa. Oh, yeah. That was her name? Yeah. We could he not remember. He all over her mouth. Yeah. And then he has a big, long, like... <sighs> yeah, he does, like, four takes where he spits out... Just building up a loogie. That's where he spits out the Eagleman? Yeah, that's yep. where the Tengu Warriors the Tengu come from. Warriors. Yep. They're born from loogies. Yeah, he's... Basically, he's he says he's gonna take over the lair. And Lord Zed is like, oh, fuck no. This is my domain. So he, like, uses his Z-sword to shock him, but it only tickles him. Oh, yeah, that scepter with a literal Z. The, the yeah, the Z-scepter. And so Ivan Ooze shocks him and turns him into a snow globe. Yeah, he traps him in Rita Repulsa. That was so funny. It makes him, like, two <laughs> inches tall. I was dying, man. <laughs> there's sometimes there are those little campy slapstick elements of, you know. Because you got to. Juvenile humor. Because the kids that are going to this theater, they're going as like a whole family. So you got to have some stuff for the nine-year-olds and you got to have some stuff for the three-year-olds. Mm -hmm. I guess you don't need anything for the parents. No. But... It's all for the kids. You need mass suicide for the parents. That is oh, true. Yeah. Well, I love that little subplot. <laughs> that was my favorite part. Well, he hawks a loogie, brings in the what did you say? Tengu warriors. Yeah, they're Tengu called warriors. Tengu. Tengu. Tengu, which are just birds, human birds. Yeah, they're just ugly, they're pterodactyl human hybrids. They're the birds of war from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. bird hand, the bird law. The bird lawyer, no. Remember when they were the wrestling as the birds of war? Yeah. yeah. But when you said bird and It's Always Sunny, I just had to think of bird law. <laughs> my hand. Don't, don't look at my hand. Um, so they come and they're going to stop basically the rangers the rangers on dulcea's planets true which is when they're flying Thetos. when they're flying through space and time it's this big dark red planet as he's branded yeah it, it looks like it's going to be just it fire. looks like a mustafar yeah. evil lava filled it's yeah. just gonna be volcanoes and then when they land it's just the gold coast of australia it, it's yeah a, it's just a rocky beach <laughs> it was pretty peaceful very nice yeah and, Breathe uh, that salty air. On this planet, you see, as the rangers kind of explore, a mysterious figure watch over them. Robed. Hooded and robed. With a staff? Mm-hmm. Could... Totally ambiguous. Could be a guy. Could be a woman. Could Who be knows? good. Could be evil. It's could very be, mysterious. Could be gender fluid. <laughs> could be evil fluid. Could be asexual. <laughs> well, back at the lair, Ivan starts up some machinery, 
but like you don't really know like what kind of oh yeah i keep forgetting it cuts back he's that's when he's like starting his mass production of the ooze right yeah but (laughs) he's bottling up his inner just come yeah yeah you said it not me but i'm i'm not denying that's what it is um yeah what kind of that's what it's implying what kind of evil is this silly guy up to i couldn't pin down that guy's tone like he's either giving these zany one-liners like i don't even remember one or he's you know or he's like a lizard or he's like (laughs) well aside from this weird kind of scene from ivan mass shipping a splooge out you get this romantic scene of tommy and kimberly oh it was beautiful yeah because we were wondering if this was like the most asexual movie because like because yeah they're teenagers and they're co-eds yeah you would think that hormones would be raging. at least there's like a romance plot or something you know a little graze here and there and an awkward moment where like they kind of they brush up against each other in some they, tight yeah, they, quarters they're, they're always they, alone they, back, they never have parental supervision they back and now up. they have these crazy new powers they don't know what to do with they have these crazy oh. new hormones they don't know how to control it's getting me a little hot just thinking about it <laughs> but Your glasses are a little foggy i, I can't help it man well white what, ranger and pink ranger together well what happens to make a light pink ranger <laughs> <laughs> no the rosé the rosé ranger the rosé ranger <laughs> well the birds attack they ruin their sexual moment their sexual moment b- based around zordon of course yeah no it was... he comes up and he offers like the first the first moment of physical contact amongst the rangers which was a shoulder moment. touch he, he he puts a gentle hand on her shoulder i'm just standing here thinking about zordon <laughs> all along oh, he was man. thinking about her exactly getting it off. he's just like what does zordon have that i don't have Zordon on his hard on. Ooh. Um, anyways, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, the birds attack. The birds attack. They don't have their powers, so they just get their ass kicked. Yeah, how are they gonna defeat them? Do they? We they still kind of defeat. Oh no, they don't. Cause do, I brought this up. Do they still know karate? Did the Rangers know each other before becoming Rangers? I want to say, if I'm to draw upon my childhood memories of the show, I do want to say that they're like karate or martial arts students or at least some they're of them all are at least orange belts and yeah like they have belts of some kind <laughs> in the show and so when they become power rangers it's like a natural progression so i'm sure they're just falling back on their you know original knowledge okay but come on orange belt's not gonna be enough to take on tango warriors <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course not and so they're getting their asses kicked. not on their own anyways yeah kimberly is getting carried away basically literally by a tango warrior mm-hmm. and out of nowhere the mysterious figure hops down onto the beach the oh, beach yeah. beach and a nice little callback and is a lady a very very beautiful lady in just a bikini basically when she disrobes <laughs> And she takes down all the birds with, like, her staff, but mostly with a soothing whistle sound. Yeah, I thought it was really peaceful. Yeah. She, I was she, like, this would be white noise to fall asleep to. She breaks her staff in half and swings them like nunchucks. And it's just a calming... I just had a thought. I'm wondering... So remember earlier in the movie where Goldar and the other henchmen are addressing him as like, Oh, yes, my oh hideous one. And my heinous mm, highness, you know, it's kind of yeah, it, like that whole shtick where it's like, oh, because they're bad, bad, bad things, things are good, good to them. them. So if they hear a really soothing, peaceful tone, it sounds like nails on a chalkboard to them. Because they did say it sounded like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. But if you were to actually do nails on a chalkboard, they'd be like, oh, this is music. They would, ooh, they would Ivan ooze oh, they all, would all ooze over the in place. Their pants. <laughs> 
Well, yeah, she there's, and with that whistle sound, there's a weird shot of her swinging these like thingy majiggers. Like swings them for a while. <laughs> it's like thirty seconds. I was gonna say at least a good like twenty Mississippi of just her <laughs> face as she just swings them. Just kind of you know, very <laughs> the way rhythm- it's framed, very rhythmically. I'm just saying the way it's framed because you can't see what she's swinging. She's just moving up and down rhythmically, her scantily clad upper body. Yes. And the make of that what you will. Yeah. So this movie is meant for like nine year old boys. Our bird <laughs> creatures leave, and she wants them to leave her planet too. And she is said, it her planet? I think I'm just. She's a with... native. Yeah. Is she like the gatekeeper of Phaedos? I'm gonna or... think so. Partially. Dulcea, the gatekeeper of Phaedos. That's a title. Yeah. And she basically says like they aren't strong enough to succeed in one half, but they say Zordon needs help. And Ivan oozes back. That's all the convincing she needs. Those names ring a bell to her. Yeah. So Everybody she... knows about Zordon and Ivan's eternal feud. Yeah, so she's going to help them get their powers back. And back on Earth, Ivan Ooze is selling his special... Well, not really selling. It's he's free. Ho- he's hawking it to kids on the boardwalk. Yeah, he's, he's giving it away as a, basically a carny to kids. And, uh... and they're just... All of a sudden, like, totally all in on it. They're, like, they're really a fan is there, of this ooze. Maybe I looked away for five seconds. Is there a scene where he's, like... You know that scene where, like, that con man salesman is, like, demonstrating what this can do? Nope. That, like, this magical healing properties. Nope. He's just already selling it in mass quantities, right? Yeah, And no, all the kids are just, like, frothing at the mouth. Yeah, all the kids are like, oh, my God, stretchy. Give me your ooze. Stretchy goo. I love ooze. I thought it was funny that he had this whole big plan for world domination. He said he dominated the universe <laughs> before, and the main theme of his plan seems to be around, like, the branding on his <laughs> ooze with, like, his nutritional information in his face and everything. Yeah, it is a well-branded a well-branded item he gets onto like tv he has great marketing commercials it's not it's not a tv it's the viewing tube you brought up that it might have been all along from the writing and the director's perspective a scathing critique on capitalism i did yeah i think i think that's probably what arnie olsen and you got this (laughs) it's the the product that is that is brains. That's what he was trying to communicate to John us Camps. all along. John Camps, yes. They knew. They're brainwashing people. The, the kids are vulnerable. They, they spend money emotionally, impulsively. And when you get a villain who can harness that, yep. but their, their reach but also, is unparalleled. Isn't it like the whole thing of Power Rangers? Like everything is merchandise and little action Every figures. Season. Yes, <laughs> everything. If there was a hint of like, I a guarantee communist... you, Brent, you had what you probably had like a Power Rangers toothbrush, didn't you? I did. Yeah, you did. You probably you had Power Rangers everything. You had Zordon in your mouth. <laughs> I had ooze in His my mouth. Favorite place. But if if the studio of the Power Rangers ever got a whiff of like any communist things, those they would be like killed. Yeah, for, for sure. It's true. Well, so they his, had to sneak it in subtly. One of his marketing <laughs> ploys that he told the kids is go home, throw it in your parents' face. Like kids yeah, are like, oh it's yeah, a little weird. Well, kids were all into it. It's got, and I put it's got to be a, a mind control thing. Um, and then back on Fedor, Fados. God damn it, Fados. Yeah, P H A E T O S. Yeah, Dulcea shows them the monolith over basically like this prairie, a very phallic mountain in the distance. It's very phallic, <laughs> and uh, that's what carries the power. Basically, no one has ever made it all the way to it. Yeah, the source of the great power. That's, that's a. That's like a. Space Odyssey reference, isn't it? I think that it was a it callback, yeah. yeah. And to make it there, they each must become one with their spirit animal. 
Which is different than their previous spirit animal. Yeah, it differs <laughs> from the, the animals that they uh, the identify Rangers. with on their Power Rangers. And I honestly armor. had no idea that animals were ever involved with the Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, from the beginning. I never. I mean, Power Rangers... When they morphed, thunder. man! Tyrannosaurus Rex! I never got that Pterodactyl! far. I never got that far before I would turn it to cat dog when I was yeah. a kid. That's why Lightspeed Rescue was kind of my jam, because I always thought vehicles were cooler than animals. Oh, yeah. Mm. They're all about, like, emergency response. Yeah, that's why I liked Rocket Power, because... The Red Ranger... The Red Ranger's all about the firemen. The Yellow Ranger, all about the ambulance. Green Ranger, all about the helicopter extraction. Paramedic, you know? Tangent. Yeah. Well, back on Earth, some dad, like the main dad... (laughs) Fred! No, Fred was the kid. Fred's Fred's dad. dad. Yeah, He sees ooze gel on the (laughs) counter... And he's like, oh, man, what is this? That he got from Ivan. Yeah, what Fred got from Ivan. So he smells it. Smells weird. And, and then he does what any sane person would do and just fists the jar. That was my words. He just fists it. <laughs> it's to- yeah. And it's basically- That's what he does. He takes off the lid and just jams it in there. What is he? What is, he is think- this? That's like what I do with, like, hair gel. Was he going to put it in his hair? Use he half took- of it in one go. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he just made me cringe. It. I hate that. St- I becomes, hate getting gloopy stuff. On he my basically hands. becomes a zombie, but so many other parents did too. Like all the at parents the same time were so nosy. Mm-hmm. It's they like, don't respect their kids' privacy one bit. It was coordinated. Every parent across the city at the same time was like, "What is but this? I'm gonna f- shove my fingers in this jar." And- <laughs> but but since it's like uh, marketed to kids. It's, like, obvious that the parents are all being, like, oh, of course they're going through my stuff. The parents are the dumb ones. Yeah. The kids would never do that. So he gets an army of parents. <laughs> yeah. Classic trope. Yeah. Kids are smarter than the adults. Gotta love it. Well, what about teens? Teens, that, see, that's another thing. The teens, on one hand, are the Power Rangers themselves. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, there are hundreds of teens under the same spell as the adults because they were nosy and they got and, a whiff of that ooze. And teen parents. Oh, can't forget the teen parents. Well, with teens, it's spirit animal time, and each must look deep inside with the magical dust glistening in the fire from Dulcea. We're talking about we're we're back at the Power Ranger teens yes. now, right? Okay, and, and they're sort of like Zelda Tower. They they're stationed. Yeah, at. and then they all become basically ninjas, or as Lucas so gracefully put well, they're it, they're not ninjas. They're Muslim. They're ninjetti. Power Rangers. They're, yeah, they're definitely Muslims. Yeah, as you so gracefully put She's it, Muslim Power Rangers. This was a different time. Yeah, and that's what I put. Is the correct term is ninjetti. Ninjetti is what they were referred to as. Yes, they were wearing hijabs. They absolutely were <laughs> yes. color coordinated hijabs that corresponded to their Power Ranger but, color. But there was like like Arabic music and stuff going on there too. Was, there also a little was. bit. A little yeah. bit. Some instrumentation that you would hear in that those parts of the world. Yeah, you can deduce, but they never say it. It's just a ninjetti. Well, no, Johnny Johnny Young Bosch was going Alu Akbar at the end. No, he was not. <laughs> I swear. As the frog, <laughs> no, kind of quiet and kind of buried in the mix. Yeah, it was. Bit. Yeah, Power Rangers Alu Akbar. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Johnny Young Bosch, is he gets everybody gets something like usually pretty cool, like we've got. An ape, a bear, um, sure, a wolf, eagle, the eagle. spirit of the wind. There was a crane, which is like, eh, you know, cranes are graceful. Like balance, you know, they're yeah. like painterly. But he gets a fucking frog. <laughs> He's like, why do I get the frog? And she's like, to kiss. Dulce just kisses him. She did. Yeah, she's like, what? She's on the like, lips? No, on the forehead. She's oh, like, pfft. she's like, you know, the princess always kisses oh, the frog remember. and then kisses him. I don't remember that. Yeah, God damn. But like, I would let her. I would. I would want her to kiss me on the forehead. Yeah, of course. And uh, the animal spirits will basically be their guide to that monolith. And then she teleports away, but she's actually an owl. 
Yeah, a barn owl. Away. I think that's a barn owl. Sure. I'm I think. not. I'm not versed in my owl. The knowledge. only reason I know this because that's the owl on the cover of this book I read is like an elementary school. What is the book? I think it was called. It's called a like captured or something. Uh, what, what it was like it? A, it was a series about owls. I know it wasn't a horned owl, which is maybe the only other owl the I know. The main owl's name was Soren. And the snowy white owl. It was pretty white. The it, second book. All white. The second book was called The Journey. I think it was called The. Capture. I think I know what you're talking. I'm about. I'm almost positive it was called The Capture. Well, it was the same owl. Yeah. Back on Earth. Shout out the owl from Capture. <laughs> Back Soren. on Earth, Ivan is using all the mind-controlled parents to dig in the construction site for electromorphicons. Yeah, he's just it, here brainwashing them to use them for manual labor. But really, all they want to do is just commit mass suicide. Yeah, and how much more power does he really need to take down some teenagers? Yeah, what is his goal with all of them? Now to get think... the electromorphicons, he's just power hungry. What were the electro? Was that the CGI scorpion? The, thing? Yeah, the yeah. beetle and the. It, it was. It was. He's just power hungry. It's once again a capitalistic thing. He's the rich trying to get richer. I think. Yeah, that's probably what they were going for. Yeah, because the kids really pick up on that. This is the capitalism it... undertones. This movie cuts deep. Yeah, when I think about it. <laughs> well it has to be seen through the lens through the with the perspective of a yeah of course you know an, an aged <laughs> an aged person more experienced to the Pretty realities cynical. of the yeah. world well also in this construction site weird dancing scene with one dad <laughs> yeah ooze yeah, forces him to dance on command it's another silly moment where ivan ooze turns up the comedy for the little kids yeah and he just manipulates some poor construction worker makes him dance act like a what are those called entertainment medieval times starts with the j i was gonna say marionette a jester jester well our, <laughs> our bird characters come back our tangoon warriors mm-hmm. and uh they bring bad news and ivan knows he must stop because oh, yeah, they can speak yes which we didn't know they just no. called before and now they speak fluent english fluent. and uh ivan knows he must stop them before they get their powers back he knows all about dulcea because she knew all about him yeah they're they're exes they have a past. They're ex-lovers. Ooh. I didn't put those together. Of course. I mean, I thought it was explicit. <laughs> explicit content left and right. Well, um, there's the little boy, um, Fred. At I the love con- Fred. At the construction site. He the finds true dad. Hero. But dad doesn't respond. He is the true hero. His dad doesn't respond to him. And then you find some kind of exoskeletons of some metal creatures. This is the Electromorphicons. Which you just found out were the electromorphicons. I just love that I'm reliving the movie the second after I finished watching it. You're like, oh yeah. Because, yeah, I didn't retain that much. <laughs> um, so, back to the Power Rangers. They come across a dinosaur bone graveyard. The bones come to life, and it's fighting time, but they don't have their ranger powers. They only have ninjetti powers. And they don't. Yep. They haven't harnessed that yet. No, they're still, you know, they haven't quite grasped still it. on the jihad. <laughs> well who's the hero here tommy it's gotta be tommy yeah kimberly's getting her ass kicked by I mean, this tommy's christ yeah so he's Tom... always the hero kimberly's getting her ass kicked by this bi- dinosaur skull bone thing yeah the writers aren't really doing kimberly too many favors she's they're just I very don't reliant on very her dam- man. damsel in distress that's yes. kind of that's what i'm getting at no fault to her but those writers just didn't know what to do with her. She who, was always needing to be rescued. And who are our writers? Arnie Olsen and John Camps. Yes. Nice. <laughs> what was the director's name? Brian Spicer. Oh, yeah, not Brian Singer. Okay. Because Spicer, I hardly know her. Uh, Spicer, Camps, and Olsen. So he, like, 
gets on the back of the of the Dinosaur. ancient yeah and he pulls out a single neck bone which crumples it all and the kills keystone. it all yeah is that what it's called the keystone or is that what you're calling it that's what i'm calling it <laughs> He pulls out like one bone, like and, a vertebrae, a yeah. single vertebrae, and it, the whole it, thing collapses. It crumples. They're they're safe now, and um, back on Earth, the electromorphicons are complete, and they're like badass robot insects filled with ooze. Basically, that's like everything blood. runs off ooze now. Yeah, and there's no way the Rangers can beat them and Ivan. Like, no, there's no way. They're just too big. Not without their powers. Insurmountable odds. It's they would need they would need a small army of giant mechanical animal warriors. They need to if find to do that. like a power source and be able to even a great, transform some black. kind of great power, some kind of great power, and like use use something that Zordon has like created for them, like some kind of like animatronic animal, like we could we could just call it for short, like a Zord or something, something like that. The yeah. odds are against them. Maybe yeah. there are multiple, and maybe they can come together to form some kind of like Megazord or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's just pulling something out of your ass. Yeah, it's a Megazord, <laughs> just yeah. off the cuff. Well. The Rangers stumble upon the Legends of the Hidden Temple set. They do. It's the same set. We, the, we confirmed it. The silver the silver snakes, or they? The silver <laughs> you monkeys. You gotta grab the gold monkey. Yeah, the, sil- the silver snakes were not in No, they day. didn't have those there. They Too big live. of a budget, yeah. yeah. Everything was filmed from a certain angle to, you know, make sure they don't include the od- where the audience is. Yeah. And Mike O'Malley was weirdly there. <laughs> well, the creatures, <laughs> it's kind of in the background. The creatures on the wall of the sandstone temple turn into, like, rock pigs with armor and bladed weapons, and it's fight time again. A lot with of the, fights. With the power of their spirit animals this time. Yeah, see, every fight, they're they're learning a little bit more about the whole spirit animal thing. Yeah, and at one point, like, the Black Ranger knocks off one creature from a cliff into the water, and it dissolves... That, that's how I thought they were going to win. Like, yeah, you every... never see any corpses in this movie. They always dissolve no, either PG. into like a puddle of goo or disappear into the water. That's how I always got my parents to buy me like Star Wars Battlefront because oh, yeah. they, they weren't blood. It was just droids. Yeah. You're just shooting robots. They just explode. Yeah. And then they or disappear. They fall over. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thought that's classic, how they, I thought that's how they were going to kill each of these rock pig warrior ro- bladed armored things. Just push them into the water. Push them into the water. But that's not. Because then one gets crushed by rocks itself, one gets yeah, sliced. very like Swiss Swiss Family Robinson style. Yeah, one gets sliced in half by another pig, on accident, and yep. the final one is obviously killed by nin- or by Tommy with his signature Ninjetti corkscrew kick. <laughs> Ninjetti yeah, corkscrew would, kick. Yeah, good thing he announces it for us <laughs> out loud so that also, we know what he's doing. Yeah, you brought this up in the scene. Did us as kids really get a kick out of announcing yeah, the move we were gonna do? Yeah, it wasn't fun. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I just think it's funny because it's like looking back, it's like because there are some things that kids just think are cool that make no sense, you know, and it's like, is this one of those things? It's like before I do this thing, I'm going to call it I'm going to yell out electro, you know, power kick. I, I just electro just, spinning power kick part of this just came to me too and i think it's because like when you're playing with kids you're playing with your friends or whatever it's kind of like performative so yeah. there's imagination you can still this be able movie's to... trying to yeah. include you in the imagination game that's unfolding i was also kind of thinking that maybe it takes its ties from like anime stuff like take like dragon ball z for example like kamehameha they announce it before doing it things like that yeah, and maybe it sounds cooler because it's in Japanese. For sure. Whereas if they were to say, yeah, like, yeah, like ultimate power spirit blast and, like, do that, then it's like, oh, that's not that cool. And then when we t- were talking about this, it brought me to a callback from a previous podcast episode of Hot Rod when he calls ultimate punch. Oh, yeah. And yeah. does it. Classic he, scene. He is a child 
at um at heart. in his adult age. He's a child at heart and calls it's a masterpiece. It, out. it is a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. That was a good of the good, the bad in the movies. Uh, mm-hmm. anyway, off of our t- tangent there. The temple opens up and shows like a kind of like a mausolisk with their spirit animals on them and basically gives them all their powers what, what, back. What's a mausolisk? It's a big word? fancy old ancient looking relic. Yes. With all the animals engraved on it. Is that That's a, a mausolisk. Yeah. It is yes, in the Power Rangers universe. So. I spelled it wrong cuz I didn't know how to spell it, but it is a thing. I, sw- I swore to god you were just combining mosque and obelisk. No. And monolith? A little bit of monolith in, in there? A, a mo- I think a mausolisk is a real thing. Mosque, monolith, obelisk. I, th- I, think, um, I think you just portmanteaued three words together. Maybe I did. I thought it was a real thing. Sounds like a thing. You Mausoleum. T- <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's... You took it in stride at least, Eric. <laughs> I knew it wasn't a word, but I'm not going to call on it. <laughs> Mausolisk. Live in front of all your viewers? I'm not going to put them on the spot like that. Well, it opens up and it like reveals all their spirit animals on it. And new zords coming up like the the spirit the spirit of the spirit animals For, dare i say foreshadow Ooh, yeah foreshadowing some sick new zords <laughs> the spirit of the spirit animals comes to life to give them all their powers back and they but they do new zords maybe but they do have their original suits yeah they're kind of trying to do both you know keep the old creatures but incorporate the spirit animals and then it's just kind of like pick a side you know it all signals a, a wardrobe change once they get their new yeah once the ghosts inhabit their, their spirit but their armor doesn't change does it because like no no they still have like their signature t-rex. yeah like the t-rex is engraved into the red ranger's helmet they just it's wanted not to like... scrap the hijab basically <laughs> like we got to get out of here yeah well they also could teleport again so they teleport back to earth and back on Earth, the Electromorphicons are terrorizing the city. Power Rangers have to stop them, so it's Zord time. This is what the kids were waiting for. Zords. Any fans of the classic show know each this... episode's going to end with a big, epic Zord off. Basically a mech, a, a mech battle. Yeah. Oh, it's just it turns into the, those old kaiju film, like a Godzilla monster fight, yeah. but with a giant robot versus another giant robot. And then I brought this up. The Zords are coming from the sky as they teleport into the Zords. They they land in the Zords and kind of, like, come down into the city from the sky. A callback to the parachuting at the beginning. It was. Yeah, you pointed that out, and I was like, you know what? That is, like, some symmetry. That is some great That's screenwriting. That's some screenplay symmetry right there. Some screenplay masterpiece. Yeah. Set some it up in the first act, refer to it back in the third act. Some sexy, silky screenplay symmetry right there. <laughs> I'm loving this alliteration. <laughs> um, so, with this parachuting scene, it's Zord versus Electromorphicon CGI fight battle scenes. Yeah. And <laughs> which, okay, this is my biggest. Bone to we're pick about with the to get. Movie. We're about to get into what is the CGI. Oh my Up god. to this point, it's basically been all practical effects. Yeah, this is all like pre-Matrix. So Matrix was '99. That's like. A game changer in terms of like special effects. Some people would say Phantom Menace, but it's like it's the Matrix. They're both ninety nine though. Yeah. Point being, computer effects. You know, they're not quite there yet. <laughs> um, and the whole thing about the the original series is, yeah, it would look a little dorky, but you'd have a a human in a rubber robot suit fighting a human in like a rubber monster suit. Yeah. And you'd have little miniatures as the city buildings, and they would just duke it out. 
But in this, they're like, no, this is a major motion picture. We've got a major motion picture level budget. (laughs) We've got Max on our studio. (laughs) (laughs) We've got ILM at the ready to do whatever we need. And they they try to do it all with CGI. And, oh, man, it just looks ugly. It looks bad. There's no magic. There's no weight. And there's no magic with the Power Rangers. No. Each of them are getting their ass kicked individually to take down. They need to come together. Well, the, the frog is, is handling himself. The frog yeah, the frog is breaking its back carrying the team. Yeah, My he's got God. the scorpion by the neck with his electric tongue. Yeah, just, yeah. Which is a sick attack where he just... I mean, he just kind of lashes out and holds it. With his electric tongue. Yeah, he just kind of holds him down. But he's doing the work... He's the diversion. He's doing way more work by himself than the other five are doing on their own. Yes. True. He Was is, that the Black Ranger? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Johnny Young Bosch. He's holding MVP. down for for others to attack in any way. This is the first time Tommy kind of, you know, lets us down. He immediately gets hit. Yeah, he, Tommy's kind of like, what are you doing, man? He misses eight missiles <laughs> and <laughs> does, then gets yeah. hit and has to repair his engine. But any, anyway. The monorail. Um, Goldon. My next note is, oh, no, Goldon. Is it? No, it's Goldar. Goldar. Thank you. Technically. Yeah. Goldar and Ivan think the pink ranger is cute. Yeah, it was a little... She's a minor. It was a little side. And after, you know, it was established that Ivan Ooze can... He has a distinct smell for teenagers. Oh, yeah, he did say that. It's a little weird. <laughs> it's a little weird. He can smell their periods. That's kind of what he was implying. When they're no longer children, he can smell them when they're... It's like... Teens. Mm, yeah, yeah. All of fresh teens. I think he said that earlier in the movie. It's just <laughs> smelling hormones. Yeah. Um, so the power of the frog, with the teamwork from the falcon and the wolf... Took the Scorpion Electromorphicon down pretty well. I love that word. <laughs> Electromorphicon? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, with, with the power of the Falcon, which is Tommy. Tommy, like, quickly just mechanically fixed his engine and then blasted it with eight missiles. Yeah. And he does it. He hits him this time. And he inverts it with, like, a dual, sort of like a, <clears throat> excuse me, whoa. Sort of like a dual revolver. Oh, that was great. Yeah, so his, his spirit animal is like the eagle, spirit of the wind. So it flies in, but then it's giant robotic wings angle in inwards so it looks like that like like a western yeah like you dive backwards with the two revolvers john mcclain's got them both as he's yeah just dual gun just unloading eight missiles and so the scorpion electromorphicon is now gone obviously and ivan sees he's losing so he oozes in to the fly electromorphicon and now he is a giant human electromorphicon hybrid and looks bad (laughs) really bad. as gracefully as you could put just bad yeah i mean grading against the eyes and against they're the still they're, they're having what's it paul or peter freeman paul freeman paul freeman paul freeman he's having his his lines you know he's he's saying words but his giant cg alter ego is clearly not moving his mouth no you know it's just <laughs> it's just it's it's this awkward just uncomfortable mess and aside from just his terrible character in general he breaks the monorail the kids fred 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 is on that monorail rallies the troops of the kids to save their parents that are not normal anymore so they get on the monorail to come stop the electromorphicons on their own i guess was that their plan or ivan or they were gonna fight evil they they really just made more trouble because they just put themselves (laughs) at peril yeah and he breaks the monorail which they're on and because of this well because of Ivan turning into this creature. It's Ninja Megazord time. Oh, yeah. Who would have guessed? A Megazord? You were right. 
I think, yeah, I said that earlier, didn't I? But Tommy doesn't go into the Megazord because he has to save the kids. No, go on without me. I have to save the moderator. He will complete the sequence later. (laughs) So he saves the kids in the meantime. You're prolonging the the true crowd cheering moment. Yeah, so the rest turn into their half-assed Megazord, not complete. Five-sixths. Yeah, five-sixths of a Megazord. And you had a problem with it, Eric. Well, I mean, okay. All I'll say, pull up two pictures. Take take a classic Megazord from the series. Take the Megazord from this movie. Show Ugh. to anybody. 100% of people are going to say the, the classic one looks cooler. And that goes back to the whole CGI thing. Is like The classic Megazord from the series was a costume that they would put on a person. It looked really silly when they moved. But design-wise, you know, classic. And with this, it's just this mess of like a shiny silver computer metal effect it's a hodgepodge it looks awful there's and one of my big problems is that i couldn't remember a whole lot of megazords really vividly in my mind except for what you had talked about this n64 power rangers game lightspeed rescue and there was part of either part of that game or a separate one where you could do megazord that was that game that was definitely that you could do rescue yeah you could do megazord fighting and there were some sick ones in there oh yeah and this was this one was not a part of that game no nobody (laughs) wants to see this megazord well the rangers five six of them are getting their butts kicked tommy finally comes after saving the kids to complete the sequence he is the jetpack here so they're able to fly and they basically take ivan ooze into space on this jetpack Meanwhile, the kids are safe, and they try and stop their parents from committing mass suicide. Yeah, it's just kind of... I feel like they needed a little bit more explanation on why every single parent was just chanting Leap to Our Doom. Because that's what Ivan said. He's like, he's like my Electromorphicons... Yeah, but he was using them... So after they unearthed the Electromorphicons, he didn't need them anymore. And after they were done with the marketing ploy and the Electromorphicons were ready, he literally said, I don't need you. Go leap to your doom. Oh. Jeez, I thought they were saying. I thought they were chanting "Leap to Our Doom" like from the get go. <laughs> like as soon as they became oozed, that they was were just their like, choice. Leap to our doom. <laughs> Leap mantra. to our doom. And I was like, that's kind of dark. Well, the kids are trying to stop him, and the main kid, Fred, takes Bulk and Skull, who aren't affected by. Oh, yeah, because they haven't been in the movie since Bulk and Skull since, since the beginning. Since they landed their skydive. Yeah, like way late. He takes late. them, who are technically teens or maybe adults, but they're kids at heart. I feel like they're supposed to be like held back high schoolers. <laughs> yeah, they've been like sure. held back for like five years. <laughs> the troubled kids. Yeah, <laughs> they they stop the parents at a construction site, and they're going to use like construction vehicles to push the parents back with industrial like fire hose water sprayers mm-hmm. that can like tear yeah. tear skin off if it hits you and he's just aiming it right at the backs of his fellow children yeah so the other <laughs> the other kids are trying to push their the parents ends just by the means <laughs> yeah the other kids are trying to push their parents back and it's not really working so he just fire hoses them down yeah should really cause a lot of damage in this scene but it doesn't it's pg you know it's also not I would conventional have loved, anyway i would have loved to see all of those kids just well, skinned. Well, they also put <laughs> the, fire, alive. the fire hose thing on the black kid first. Did you notice? I did notice. Yeah. They did? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I'm sure it was, you know, maybe. maybe well, maybe I put coincidence. Here, maybe. It's another great callback as a leader from Fred to his idol, Tommy. Oh, yeah. He's the leader of the kids. As he Tommy looked up to him in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like, After wow, the parachuting. You're so cool. Hey, you can do anything. Implying one day you could be like me yes wow Jesus. really guess what 
He, future ranger. He does. He's been groomed. Well, he's a hero in his own he's right. Be the gold ranger. Yes. Well, in space, it's the Megazord versus Ivan. And the comet, Jacob's comet, it's not Haley's comet. There's a different comet. There's a comet in this movie? Yeah, they were talking about it. Like, in two days, Jacob's comet is coming. And so then they're in space right as Jacob's comet is coming. When is this introduced? Oh, it was like it was like two seconds. Two yeah. seconds before it like yeah. comes in. No, 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 no. It was at the beginning after like parachuting or something. It was very minor. The comet was there for two seconds. And well, I, then the comet I completely missed. The that. comet comes back and it is also there for two seconds. And uh, set up some payoffs left and right. Yeah. What was I telling you? And it's coming in to hit they're them. They're pros. And what are they going to do? Yellow Ranger knows. I'm going to hit the emergency use only button. You can like, only use it in emergencies. So what is, Oh, I remember that. What does the Megazord do in this emergency use button? Well, we have to preface. So they're kind of entangled in yes. a scuffle. Hands on each other's shoulders. Grappling. It's up close. Grappling. You've, we, you've seen it in fights. You know, they could be kissing if they want. Basically inseparable. So they're incredibly close together. Yes. So what happens? She hits this button. And what happens? The, the Megazord um, kick kicks uh, kicks, kicks Ivan, Ivan in the balls. In the balls. That's nice. to only nice use little ball kick joke. Yeah, and it's not only is it like a distraction to get them untangled. Like that is the ultimate defeat. To it mind. is. That's, yeah, that's the yeah, ultimate because plan. They detach. It was like, all coming to um, coming up to this. They detach from him, and he gets hit by Jacob's comet and yeah. blows up. And it was the will of Zordon. Oh, I think, of course. In hindsight, Zordon had this all planned out. Well, with Ivan gone, the parents come back to life, but to near suicidal death. Like, they're on the yeah, cliff. it was a close call. They were teetering on the brink of death. And the rangers are now standing over Zordon while he's dead. Yeah. With a close-up of each of their faces. It was pretty emotional. I well... mean, we saw Kimberly. She was really choked up before during her and Tommy's semi-love scene. Kimberly is the best actor here. She was. Johnny was bewildered. <laughs> uh, some of them had no emotion on their face at all, or trying and failing. They probably yeah. didn't hear the director. Yeah, uh, rolling. Yeah, say action. It was like just dead. Yeah, dead well, inside. Remember what like, they okay, learned. We got it. <laughs> Together with their the great power and with the animal spirits, anything is possible, including reanimating a corpse. <laughs> anything. And so Anything they, is just, they just bring him back to life. and Because they believe. And with the believing, fix the whole headquarters, which has been trashed. Yeah. It fixes the electrical and the mechanical yeah. and the carpentry work, everything. Yeah. And it also organizes a big party for him, too. It does. <laughs> this it party... manifests some, yeah. some party goers, some music, <laughs> some food, some drinks. Little, little fireworks. Yeah. And that's it. He's back to life. The well, power of believing. This, this party is basically what ends the movie. Fred... Kelman, as we learned, Fred Kelman, this is his name. He had a last name. Yep, he wants to become the Silver Ranger. Apparently, he Tommy says he's in line to become a Power Ranger. I put more grooming from Zordon here. Like Zordon likes what he sees. Yeah, I guarantee it. He's he he tries to find him young, super young. And um, he likes to find him young, keep an eye on him. At this party, song. I've got the power. Oh yeah, which seamlessly transitions into. Steve Perry. Some yeah. Steve Perry. Hi, uh, hi. I didn't. I did not catch the transition. I, the I was like, this is an ingenious mashup it was, right now. It was great, and then it just basically the movie just basically ends with like a yeah. thank you Power Rangers sign that you said would like destroy like, hundreds of thousands, hundreds of thousand dollars. dollars. Kind of like that in Dark Knight Rises, where that giant bat logo yeah. is like oh, yeah. written in gasoline yeah. that lights yeah. on fire. 
takes up like three skyscrapers. <laughs> and then there's a just ready to go post credit scene where Goldar is now the ruler of the universe. Well, Lord Zed gets out of his snow globe and he's pissed, and then that was it. It was, oh, yeah, like, it was pretty silly. It was like eight seconds. I was laughing out loud. <laughs> you were lolling. I was lolling. I was raffling. And then in uh, the credits, you get two more big songs. You get the uh oh. We're in trouble, but it was like a kids' bop version of it, I think. Oh yeah, and then Definitely. you get proto kids' bop. Then you get everybody was kung fu fighting, <laughs> but by CeeLo Green. Yeah, who was Gnarls Barkley at the time? It was. I didn't but know his career spanned that long. I didn't either. A living legend. Wow. But and that is our end of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. That, I mean, that literally was the entire movie. That was <laughs> like from front to end, scene for scene. <laughs> <laughs> and from here we'll finish it off with some quotes some ratings some reviews some might call it a qrr a quirr a, a quirrer quirr. so, so let's let's do our quirrer quirr right? time is that quirr how time. we pronounce it yeah quirr okay <laughs> quirr time god, it sounds I, vaguely familiar god to i hate some quirrs <laughs> jesus god damn adam adam what's wrong I'm a frog. Yes, a frog. Like the one you kiss to get a handsome prince. Quote time. <laughs> the cue of Quirrer. Um, who's got quotes? How many we got? I got I got probably seven or so. <laughs> I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. You have any, I mean, there's plenty. I'm sure your guys' quotes correspond with mine, but I just have those two core ones that have been with me since I saw the movie. The core ones? <laughs> yeah. Um, Lucas, start us off. Um, I got a, a quote from Ivan News where he says, I think he it's Ivan News. He says, it, it smells like teenagers. Yeah. It's definitely it, it starts with, what is that odious stench? Oh, smells like teenagers. Because I had that as well. And we're just like, Okay, you he, take it. You he, take it. In he stride. knows. He's yeah. very confident in that being the smell. Yeah, I wonder a, how he knows that. But okay, I've got another one from Ivan Ooze where it's oh the th- when he comes back and he's in Zordon's headquarters. He goes oh the things that I've missed the Black Peg, well Peg the Black Plague, <laughs> the Spanish Inquisition, the Brady Bunch reunion. <laughs> I had that one too. It's pretty zany. Eric, what's one of your two? I mean, it's kind of hard. They're hard to ex- describe without the surrounding context of the scene, but it's just the way it's delivered when, you know, in the opening, uh, they're all rollerblading during that totally radical rollerblading montage. And they get a f- beeper message on their wrist communication on devices. On their pager. <laughs> yeah. And Tommy, being the, being the leader that he is, summons, he stops them all. Everybody, stop. Hold up. Answers it. Yes, what is it? I think it's Alpha 5. Yeah. And he's like, okay. Let's go over there. And, and so, then they just rollerblade <laughs> to like another location. Yeah, like five feet away. <laughs> it's like, okay. Thanks, Tommy. I, I have no idea why that was in the movie. but Lucas? Um, mine's actually lyrics from a song when they were... Okay. Oh, first this is what I was waiting for. <laughs> I couldn't remember. I didn't write them down. I didn't. I only wrote down, I think, the chorus. But it says, action boy now, action girl now, to surf across the ocean. Oof. That, that was cuts the, deep. That was the song, that yeah. That cuts wow. deep. That's some, some moving lyrics. I've got one from Rita Repulsa where she goes, what? You spent 2,000 years looking for a tub of snot? And Lord Zed goes, patience, motor mouth, watch. And then you see, like, Ivan Ooze come from the egg or whatnot. And then Ivan goes, ladies and gentlemen, the ooze is back. And Rita goes, he's so handsome. (laughs) I don't remember that. Yeah. 
Oh, because they, they're like... Right before... He's like... You know, he's like the snot in the egg before yes. he ooze transforms to yes. Ivan Ooze. And they, they were the ones who it was implied were like exes, right? They're exes? Maybe? Oh, I thought we were implying that earlier. I don't know. I was saying Dulcea and... Oh, okay. yeah, never mind. Ex-lovers. Not Rita Repulsa. Dulcea and Ivan Ooze? <laughs> That's what... Uh... Gross! <laughs> never mind. I'd go back on that. They, were, they, were, they would never... Dulcea would never go for Ivan Stoop Ooze. that low. <laughs> What's your other one, Eric? Um... The thing that you had said earlier, just because I was looking forward to it because I'd forgotten about it, but in that big parking lot, parking garage scuffle, when they're all fighting, doing their acrobatic stuff, was it the Yellow Ranger? I think she gets like Yellow injured. Yellow Ranger gets kicked. She, yeah, she gets oblivion. kicked and slammed into the wall. She's injured down on the ground, and the Blue Ranger is like, hold on one second. He does this elaborate, like, zip Mario line. style zip, like, jumping off of their heads like five or six heads in a row we've got cartoony sound effects to go along with it and then he lands and does the most elaborate like gymnastics floor routine just <laughs> backflip and round how cartwheel backflip 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 lands how are you doing or are you okay are you okay that was it yeah <laughs> you could have yelled that from across but it's classic power rangers fashion everything you do has to be extra extra yeah <laughs> very Lucas? very extra i've got you're not tangu warriors you're tangu turkeys <laughs> classic so bad classic um i've got um i had said this one earlier but when they're parachuting and skydiving and tommy goes okay guys we're about three seconds from the <laughs> yeah. drop zone that was if i had to pick a note it's just this delivery the three seconds like by the by the time he's done saying that line they passed it yeah but they all hit the target perfect. They do. Um, you got any more, Lucas? I actually have one more, and it's just um, in the middle of their battle, I think, with the rock golem creatures, mm-hmm. uh, Johnny Johnny Young Bosch says, what is this, pick on frog day? <laughs> Terrible. My last two are said by Ivan News originally, but then said by, I think, the Blue Ranger um, when they're fighting the ooze creatures, and he goes, Welcome to my nightmare. Cause oh, yes. Ivan says it first. And my last one is Ivan. He goes, this is where you must have missed it. It's parents of Angel Grove. I am tired of your ugly faces and dull personalities. So go back to the construction site and leap to your doom. <laughs> <laughs> what an evil command. You missed that? What a true villain. I guess. I don't know. I was, I guess. All right. Middle part of our quarter. Um, ratings. Like my what I would give it personally. First, what are you thinking? Rotten Tomatoes Tomato Meter gave it. Well, that wasn't a thing at the time, but in hindsight, I would say it does have a tomato meter score. I'm sure it has. Yeah, now. probably based on like how many. Yeah, like probably not. I would say probably like forty, hovering around Ooh. thirty or forty. I was gonna say like twenty three. I bet mm, thirty seven. Mm, nice. And on, on Rotten Tomatoes, what are audience scores giving it? Sixty or seventy. I'll say 38. 56. Wow. I'm pretty good at this. And then IMDb Metascore out of 100. By Metascore? Do you mean the... Because I know IMDb imports the Metacritic data. Do you mean that? Or like the IMDb score? No, the Metacritic. All the scores, the critic scores together, Um, that Metacritic score. I have a 29. I'm going to say 42. 40? (laughs) Eric's on it today. And then an audience (laughs) score out of 10. Uh, I mean, if it's similar to the Rotten Tomato, I don't know, maybe like, because those go by decimals, right? Yeah. Like 5.7. 
Uh, I'll stick with my guessing everything wrong and say 2.9. 5.2. Eric took the cake on this one. (laughs) What are you guys giving it? I feel like I have to, I would have to have separate categories. So if I were to just do it on a pure like entertainment value, sitting here, you know, laughing at it, riffing along with it maybe like a six or a seven yeah Yeah, it was a fun time it was like i was saying say what you will about it but it's barely 90 minutes and it it doesn't hold on one scene for very long and it keeps a good tempo yeah Yeah. it just it's like none of it's very good but it's always moving so objectively you're giving there's always yeah there's always something new to riff on so i would say i would say like six and a half okay lucas um this is uh, and this is coming from a semi big power rangers fan as a kid and mine's coming from a not a power rangers <laughs> fan which i think will be reflected in my score just lost in the jargon and the... yeah i think i i give this like a 2.1 okay around of all there. the movies you've watched for this is this among the better ones is it this is among, among the, the worst ones i'd say <laughs> for me yeah i haven't seen as many as brandon has but, yeah yeah Oh man, my I'm probably right at a six point five as well. Objectively, not very good. No, terrible script, <laughs> not great exposition. I mean, it just feels like it feels. Like, you know how some series have like a like a three episode arc. Mm-hmm. It it just kind of feels like that. You know, like yeah. like uh, Ivan Ooze, or like the Ooze mm-hmm. part one, part two, part three. Yeah, you know, sixty minutes. Maybe it was a little overly long, but. I don't know. And then he ended up on 60 Minutes for Molesting Kids. <laughs> yeah, teenagers. Yeah. yeah. Paul Freeman. Yeah. No, not Paul Freeman. <laughs> no, I have a news. Zordon. Oh, yeah. Um, so do you want to hear what people are saying about it as our last part of our quarter? Today, in this day and age? Yeah. People are still talking about it? Yeah. Yeah. I would love to hear. Okay. <laughs> I would love to hear people's contemporary opinions. My first review is by uh, Lee's Arkery on what... Lee's Archery 19503 on March 10th of 2019. Jesus. Um, Good for him. Great movie of my favorite childhood. This I is feel a like great... English is not the first language, <laughs> this but is a that's great fine. Power Rangers movie. I thought Ivan Oz is a great villain, in my opinion. Got great action fight scenes as well. 8 out of 10. Yeah, definitely a real person. <laughs> kind of hits right in the main demographic, I feel like. I just like that as. A great movie of their favorite childhood. Because <laughs> they've had multiple childhoods, obviously. Yeah, of my top three childhoods, this is in one of them. Is it, it is one of the best movies of their top three childhoods. Yeah. <laughs> hey, more power to them. My next one is by Feast Mode on July 24th, 2019. <laughs> I love this guy. <laughs> yeah, me too. This movie is laughably terrible. But Ooh, I opposite. S- but I still like some of it. Major Nostalgia... And these ninjas in uh, cool suits fighting is pretty <laughs> awesome. It's also hilariously bad. Nothing makes sense. The writers must have said this a lot, but who cares? It's for kids. They won't notice. The stuff on the other planet. Can't argue there. The other stuff on the other planet was hysterical. The whole parents' <laughs> plan hysterical. But the Power Rangers are still awesome. Lol. And I still heart Kimberly big time. And Tommy, still a badass. Pink Ranger simp over here. Tommy's still a badass, sort of. And Billy, still lame. (laughs) That's what we thought. (laughs) The CGI at the end was astonishing. 
I couldn't believe it. As in... Why would you include that if, okay. it's, if that's what it looks like? <laughs> you can't just say astonishing <laughs> and leave it there. Maybe Come on, they, Feast Mode. Maybe they ran out of money when they were creating these images post-production. This movie should really be a half star, but go, go, Power Rangers. Three out of ten. <laughs> you know, I can't really argue with a lot of his points. Not even a little but bit. But it, it, it does seem like he, he was approaching this like a serious movie. You know, and I feel like you kind of have to know the kind of movie you're going into. In, I guess, 2019, <laughs> you're watching the 1995 tw- Power, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, tw- the movie. He had 24 minutes, 24 years to brew on this. Yeah, and you're approaching it like it's some Rolling Stone review. And I don't think this movie would have gotten nearly as many recent reviews if it weren't for the 2017 release. Because I think a lot of people probably watched that. Like, oh, I never saw the original. And then came back, yeah. Because <laughs> a lot are around this time. So my I next love one, when people do that. My next one isn't. It's on August 4th, 2009 by The Little Songbird. Um, but it says, Ooh. okay, if you forgive the banal dialogue and the plot contrivances, plus the fact that the film tends to become silly and cheesy. 99% of the movie. <laughs> it is really mindless fun aimed at kids. Yes, the script is weak and the story is suggestive of an extended TV episode. And it does get very silly at times. But despite all this, it does have a sense of fun. And not as bad as the rating makes it out to be. The music? Good. And an unrecognizable mm. Paul Freeman as the villainous Ivan Ooze is surprisingly good. It was unrecognizable. You're a big fan. With some excellent delivery of the film's best lines, Ooze <laughs> is not only scary, but incredibly funny as well. And Freeman, the great actor he is, nailed that on the head. The performances on the whole are decent, certainly not Oscar-worthy material, and there are some well-staged fights, even if the effects are nothing special. I will confess, I don't like it. I don't like the TV show that much, but despite the failings at the film house, it is fun to watch. I hate this person. Six out of ten. That was just Paul this, Freeman's yeah, mother. Exactly. <laughs> this is just the biggest diehard Paul Freeman fan who's just the little watch so- this movie the with like songbird. a with like a gallon of salt. Just like hey, it's Paul and Freeman. And a gallon of wine. It's Paul Freeman. <laughs> My next one is uh smells underscore like underscore cheese. Um, on November 1st, 2007. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie? Extremely silly and cheesy. But I don't know what people were expecting when they watched it that it got such a bad rating. It's one of those movies that is so bad that it's actually good. Although Zordon's face will haunt my dreams for a long time, it was classic the way the actors who played the Rangers presented their lines. I loved how they would fight and do backflips, yet could say their lines perfectly without sounding out of breath. The Rangers are living their lives in the fast lane. They're skydiving and rollerblading. I mean, is there anything they can't do? Also, how they replaced certain Rangers with people who looked like they were picked out of a kickball team line. But Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, is a classic film. And I think in a sense, and will be a true time capsule of 1995. I don't buy this person. 10 out of 10. No. They're trying trying out their, like ironic review mm-hmm. shtick i don't buy it there's always at least one yeah i don't buy it um your channel's dead well i'm hoping you're going to buy um holy how many reviews do we have seven i'm hoping you'll buy bk rousers on <laughs> may 9th 2016 not the nostalgia trip you'd hope for oh boo hiss yeah i know don't mess with my childhood sorry I, when was this one from 2009 16 okay okay um I hear so many of you ape in unison like teenage fans at a rock concert. 
When was the last time you actually watched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? When was the last time you actually tried to understand the group dynamics, the intricacies of the plot, and the villain's head-scratching plot for world domination? Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie, upon repeated viewings, feels like an overt cash grab, complete with brand spanking new animal-themed robots meant to sell toys. Everything from the acting to the story is so flaccid, boring, and phoned in that it's borderline insulting watching it as an adult. And lest we forget, (laughs) even if you forgive all its faults, there's still the cheap special effects, while as a young child, such ineptitude was forgivable. Today, the Power Rangers chintzy miniatures and vapid monster versus robot setup conjures memories of post-Mothra Godzilla movies. One out of ten. Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell. This is like some cringy neckbeard, like, purist who thinks the original series had like some misunderstood genius yeah like that it wasn't derivative and ripping off dude every episode it's you know what you're getting all right last three i've got two short ones this one's by bradley grams on april 27 2018 go go power rangers love power rangers snice i was six years old power rangers the movie is a better good i love watching it power rangers forever nine (laughs) out of ten I feel like it's the most honest review you've read yet. <laughs> it was also by an eight-year-old, probably. Yeah. That was Nothing the, wrong with that. The blue Power Ranger in the, the new one. It was fine. Oh, God. This is a pretty, this is a pretty good um, ratio between male and female reviews, yeah. too. Because, you know, Power Rangers is, has always Had more attracted of a male both. Audi- yeah. I think more of a male audience, <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. Um... Marshall, Exclusively. Marshall 89 on January 11, 2003, so Ooh. older, said, A true stinker, Aww. but were you expecting LA Confidential? 2 out of 10. <laughs> that was a semi-recent movie at the time, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> LA Confidential is their top-notch film. So It's a good movie. It is, but... Yeah. It's no money more from Power Rangers than no. movie, though. And my last one is by one that I've used before, uh, a reviewer I've used before. <gasps> Ted Stixon, a.k.a. Maximum Madness. Oh yeah. On March 14, 27. What was the other movie? I don't remember. Oh. I didn't I, I think it was Nacho Libre maybe. Maybe. Um, but on March 14, 2017, he said, "I was born in the late 80s and grew up a total <laughs> 90s kid. There were three facts I knew to be certain. The kids who owned both a Sega Genesis and a Super Nintendo were gods amongst men. Ren and Stimpy were the highest achievement in comedy humanity has ever witnessed." And third, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers were the world's greatest heroes. Seriously, I was obsessed. I had tapes upon tapes upon tapes of recorded episodes, owned all the toys and merchandise my parents would allow me to get, went as the Green Ranger for two Halloweens in a row, (laughs) had a holographic Red Ranger pocket wallet. I was obsessed. So, of course, the second a movie was announced, I was stoked beyond repair. Oh, did it let him down? Heck, I even talked my parents into ordering me the movie's making of scrapbook from my elementary school scholastic book fair. I love this guy. I keep seeing a recurring theme in the positive reviews claiming that this is all fine because it's just a kid's movie. Oh, no. No. Sorry. Oh, no. We as adults need to demand more from the entertainment geared towards our children. Preach. It's completely not okay to just give them bad entertainment and justify it by saying it's just a kid's movie. There are plenty of good, high-quality kids' films out there. Stop enabling what is nothing more than inherent laziness on the part of filmmakers trying to make a quick buck off of children. Look, I still love my memories of the Power Rangers, and I'll never regret my time spent with this franchise. (laughs) Heck, I'm probably going to see the new movies in theaters when it comes out. But we have to admit, it's not the perfect pop culture relic that we pretend it to be. 
and some facets <laughs> of the series, including this film, are little more than cheap merchandising tools. Damn. Three out of ten. This kid saw his, his innocence lost right there. That is I the... just hope he's referring to the Power Rangers as a whole. Because if he's if he's sitting there saying, like, just this movie... Then you're fine has these Because this movie is exactly what you get from the, the show. Yes. It's just longer, and I guess the special effects are a little better. But... I mean, I like that guy. That guy was just brimming with love and passion. That might be one of the best written. I feel kind of bad that yeah he. Well, some of the reviews. That's like how I felt after Rise of Skywalker. You know, I see this <laughs> thing and I'm like, you know what? As much and as deeply as I've loved this thing, I have to admit when it's time to move on, and it's just not what it was. In like some of these reviews that are like trying to be well placed, it's just thesaurus word after thesaurus like they're trying to use big words to justify now this guy's their review of mighty morphin power rangers <laughs> this guy spoke from the heart he did ted stixon aka across. maximum madness bravo shout you out just like keep finding his reviews and keep doing yeah. the just, he, do you think he's still writing them i hope so just keyword ted we gotta track Stixon. down his like letterbox profile <laughs> email him reach out to him be like hey you want to be a guest i want a guest spot on i want you to review our podcast and just be as real as you can man ted stixon and that's my last review. So, to finish it, are we recommending this film to people? <laughs> Lucas, our non-Power yeah, we'll Rangers that. fan. We'll As that. a non-Power Ranger, to my fellow non-Power Ranger <laughs> acolytes, we, we don't bother. We, we, can, we can do better. I, okay. I can't argue with that. I mean... I mean, I have respect for the people who have... Power Rangers is one of those things where it's so big, and I'm sure a lot of non-Power Rangers fans are aware of it, but it's not like it's one of those things that if you see it today, you're going to, like, get it, you know? Yeah. It's like, if you missed it when you were five, you just, yeah. you're not going to you're not, you're not not get it. Therefore, so yeah. are you recommending it? To non-Power Rangers fans? To no. Are you just recommending it If I'm it recommending general? it to an, to, a, to an older, former Power Rangers fan, it's fun if you have a couple beers and you're with <laughs> friends who also grew up on Power Rangers and you just comment on it while you're watching it but no i can't i can't in good faith recommend it i'm fucking recommending this movie <laughs> no just it's not good it's your rose tinted glasses brandon i know it is and it's not very good but like it's terrible you, you'll have at least some fun watching it probably especially like you said if you have a couple beers and you're just kind of laughing along with at it. at the very least if you have somebody like brandon who is <laughs> no, well versed in power rangers who can guide you through and just kind of ironically be like, you, you're telling me you don't know who Zordon is? What? It could be fun. Electromorphicons isn't in your <laughs> daily language? That wasn't in my daily language. But yeah, that's where we're at. Um, and that's the end of our show. Eric, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, thank you for having me. It was, it was a fun time. Lucas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you're, you're here. Yeah. Again. <laughs> just, like a bad habit. Ooh. Yeah. You're ooh. like smoking. You just can't quit yeah. you. Yeah. I just can't get over it. Why can't I quit you? And um, that is it. Our longest episode, for sure. Is it? Yeah. I thought right. Cats was three hours. No. Our longest so far was Wicker Man at two hours and five minutes. So we beat it by eight minutes. Oh. And I still have to add in some things. So we'll be at like 2.15. Heck hey. yeah. That's a long one. So thank you um, to the one person who made movie it this far. Back. Yeah, thank, thank you to our one listener that will <laughs> listen to the whole thing. And uh, we will see you next week. See you later. For our holiday season movies. It's kicking off. Yes. Alrighty. See you guys later. Bye.
Thank you for listening to The Good, The Bad, and The Movies. If you like the show, please like and follow us on Anchor and any other podcast sites we are located on. We would love to hear your feedback, so please leave us comments and reviews on our Instagram and Facebook pages at The Good, The Bad, The Movies. We will be back next week to deep dive into more movies, and remember, if it's it's good good and and it's bad, it's it's probably probably the movies. movies.